Welcome back to episode 15 of the Block Runner podcast, where we discuss all things crypto. On this episode, we discuss what happened to Bitcoin when it went from 14,000 down to 10,000. You're going to be listening to us reacting to Bitcoin fluctuating. Please do not consider any of what's discussed as investment advice. Having said that, let's go over the topics. First, we discuss the initial shock and emotions when the price rises and falls just as quickly. Then, with hindsight being 2020, what are some strategies to minimize the effects of fluctuations? Then, does it make sense to time the top or huddle all the way? We analyze when altcoin season begins. And finally, we get into universal basic income, taxes on crypto, and cultural expectations. I hope you enjoy. Let's listen in. What did we just witness? I'm not sure, man. Like, are we overreacting? Dude, that's not even like contemplating. Well, let's let's run it back to a couple yeah. of days ago. All well, right. just from the beginning, like everyone's freaking out. Well, not not everyone, right? Just like people like us are freaking out about this price increase that yeah. we've been experiencing the last, I don't know, three months. Yeah. Bitcoin. And then I started thinking about it. Like, is this really that crazy? Like, it seems crazy because we went from three thousand to thirteen k. Yeah. Which is a lot. Like that's a big. Yeah, we've broken through all resistance plus ten k. I mean, yeah, in right. Three months wasn't like the big resistance, like eleven k or something. Uh, I think the big resistance was near. Yeah, eleven k. Yeah, five, ten or, or eleven. Yeah, we just like blew through that shit like yeah. nothing. Yeah. So I was thinking, you know, we're on our way to twenty k, right? If you look at the chart. Yeah, and and I think we're still on the way. It's just these oh, are yeah. the little bumps we're gonna see. Exactly. No, like we've been needing some kind of pullback. Like, there's literally been none. Yeah, but this is like, this is like a whale saying, "Okay, I'm going to get my my it was profits." Definitely a whale. Yeah. Because look at that. Look at that one minute candle. Yeah. Dude, somebody just decided. You know what? Like, they're just going to nuke the order book. Right. You know, right. that's the only way that happens, right? Yeah. I bet you it was that guy who bought like a hundred million dollars at three k or whatever. He probably is taking profits. Oh. Well, yeah. I would. That's four hundred million dollars like, right there. Yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah, dude. That was that's a good three months for anybody. Hell yeah. Like you know these whales that bought the bottom, like they're starting to take profits. I bet. Yeah. And that's probably like not even all of it. He probably just took like a little chunk out. You know. Yeah, and what's crazy was just a few days ago we were recording another podcast and we were celebrating that we passed ten k. That was like three days ago. Yeah. <laughs> and then it wasn't that long ago. And it's then all crazy. of a sudden it gets uh, right under fourteen k, and we get this sharp drop from. Close to 14K to like 11, almost 12,000. So yeah. just a $2,000 drop. Yeah. And what's it, it, but like like in minutes. Yeah. That's what's in, so crazy. in like a minute, yeah. Yeah. That's what's so insane about this. Like it took what? It took a few days for it to get from 10 to 14, but even that was pretty goddamn impressive, right? Yeah. And let me zoom in here. So we're looking at the chart, a minute chart to be exact, of what kind of transpired uh, about two hours ago. And what's interesting is that we had that huge drop and it dropped all the way to 11,700. And, but this, this little, uh, spike here, this little, this wick, um, this indicates that at the same time, this guy was dumping his coins. There's a whole host of people buying at the exact same time. Of course. Yeah. I, I wanted to do that, but I was already in the market, so I, yeah. I couldn't. But, yeah. but you see a giant red candle like that, if you're a swing trader. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's opportunity knocking, right? Like you know, I wanted to, to bring this up to you. I mean, I think it's there's this huge emotional play 
that goes into trading that, mm-hmm. you know, I heard about it, but I wasn't, I wasn't too concerned about it because I'm not that hugely emotional. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. when this happened, I was like, holy shit, is it time to sell? Like, you felt it, right? You I felt, felt it. I was like, dude. felt a little bit of panic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You felt <laughs> it in your plums. <laughs> it's like, shit, dude, the fucking sky is falling. Yeah, yeah, right? is. That's how it feels because it of how aggressive the selling is. Yeah, yeah. That's what, dude, because we've been straight. This is why I, like, I, I never really bought Bitcoin just all the way from like 8,000 because yeah. we've been parabolic since then. True, true. And I've been scared of this. Like, dude, at any moment, like, yeah. this is going to happen. I never thought we'd get the 14K before that happened. And then, so, then I started thinking about strategies. I was like, okay, so I think the best way to go about trading is you put in some money, let's say at $10,000, and you commit to waiting to 20000 and you commit to a 2X return, and then you just yeah. sell out. That's the best way to do it. Just don't even worry about these ups and downs. Yeah. Because that's what I've, I've been trying to trade this in net gain zero yeah, for yeah. like months. <laughs> like, yeah, I'll, like I'll do good and I don't get out in time. Because, dude, nobody could have predicted this. There's, yeah, exactly. there's no technical analysis. Yeah, there's nothing. To prepare you for this monster drop, right? Uh, absolutely. And so if that's the case, then if you sell, let's say, at 20000 after buying in at 10000 that's a 2x return, mm-hmm. and you see the price still going up, you, you shouldn't feel bad, right? Like, But you do. Yeah, you still yeah, feel greed. There's, there's the opposite end of that human emotional scale. True. There's fear. There's greed. There's, I don't know, there's a bunch of emotions. You showed me that game, uh, Ether Crash? Ether Crash, Crash, yeah. And it's exactly <laughs> the markets except in 10 seconds. And yeah. so the game is basically you, uh, you, I, I guess, gamble with X amount of coins. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just a, like, I don't know, multiples chart. It gives you from 1X to potentially 200X, depending on how much you're willing to risk. Mm-hmm. But usually it just dumps at, you know, between 1 and 2X. Well, yeah, it's more likely to, right? Yeah, it's they more likely they to. They don't want to have, like, tons of 100Xs yeah, out there or else right. everyone get rich. But it, it, they're pl- the whoever started this game. They're playing on the emotions yeah, of. That's it's right. not really you're not trading. You're straight up gambling. Yeah. But yeah, like it's the same thing. It is the same thing. <laughs> yeah, because like if you're greedy, you're gonna go and 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 gamble exactly. for that two hundred x. Exactly. But if you're that's what happened to a lot of people in twenty seventeen. Like, right. Right. They held through the entire bubble. That's right. You know what I mean? <laughs> because of the greed and the euphoria, and you know it was like. Everyone's assuming like it's gonna go back up, you know, just yeah. holding on for dear life. That bullshit that spreads, dude. Hodl. Right, right, yeah. It's so hodl stu- it's is stupid. Like, it's it's like a it's permeated throughout the whole crypto culture. Just hodl on, like yeah, yeah. It went it went to twenty k. Everyone says hodl because it's gonna go higher. Then it goes down to fifteen k, and everybody keeps saying hodl because it's gonna go back up. <laughs> exactly, and, and, and then, then it goes and down then to three. It takes a year to go down to three. But I mean, if you just hodled on, um. And we're back at 12, you know, like the people who have been trading. Pretty much net zero, roughly. Exactly. So, I mean, hodling works on the very long term yeah. scale. But the thing is, then there's another test of your human, how patient are, are you? True. You know? And if you're in it for the long haul, you're going to be accumulating Bitcoin on the way down. Uh, Yeah. If you, if you have like, it, if you're smart about it, you know, yeah. just keep accumulating. So, I, I mean, mean, I know I told you right about my story about my mechan- like mechanic friend. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. I got him into crypto <laughs> in like, uh, I don't know, tw- end of 2017, early 2018. So he took the big dip mostly. Yeah. He did yeah. like he bought a bunch of it and then the market crashed on him. And I, I would talk about him like, man, I hope I felt bad. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like telling somebody, you know, I didn't tell him to invest his life savings, but he's kind of like a natural gambler, right? So yeah. he just like did it on his own. Yeah. But, he probably lost like 50% of his mm. bet 
and he held on for a year. But now he's been accumulating this whole time. Yeah. Like during the bear market, which is smart. I never told him to do that. He just instinctively did it. Yeah. And now he's got like three Bitcoins or something like that. A bunch of EOS. He's got like yeah, three coins. He's doing good. That's now. really he's, smart. He's that's, happy. Yeah. And I would, I would have, you know, done the exact same thing. I mean, I've been doing the exact same thing, but not at large scales. I mean, not at what you hundred bucks you every now and then. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, dude, like we literally had a podcast at like when it hit 4k. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we went over that fucking report. Remember yep. the accumulation report. And we were like, it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was like, I agree. You know, we both agreed, you know. We didn't know exactly how it was going to turn out, but right, right. we, we kind of, like, came to an agreement. Like, at about a year, year and a half, two years from now, we'll be at all-time highs. And The thing is, is if you look at the charts and all the predictions, they all pretty much said the same thing, that it's going to reach between one hundred to 200000 by the end of 2021. Mm-hmm. And there was this accumulation phase that spanned for several weeks which would uh, allow people to accumulate funds. And so it turns out that these institutions have been buying in crypto um, and front-running the expectations. And um, I'll see if I can find that chart. Oh, man, I don't even know. So so you think, because we've been talking about this off the podcast, that there's no retail FOMO yet. Like this is all oh yeah institutional. This is I all think. all institutional, and we got uh, obviously whales manipulating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when I say institutional, it's like yeah, it's just people with large sums of money. Yeah, and it's not small fish coming in here buying like in mass, you know, small micro purchases in mass quantities, right? Right, right. You could, you could search this Google. How, how do you do it? Just look at Google Analytics, like how people are searching um, Bitcoin. And cryptocurrency. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's the the topic I wanted to go over. And so here I'm showing I'm showing a chart from November 2012 to July 2016, and right under it is a July 2016 chart to May 2020. Hold on, and let me look at this chart real quick. It, that first run up, that's that's from like 200 to 1200, right there, right? Yeah, right there to the left, that green. Yeah, that's pretty much like the first bubble, right? Correct. In 2013, and then we had yeah. a bear market. Uh-huh. And uh, so this is 2013, bear market all of 2014. Yeah. And, and then 20- there was this accumulation phase from 2015 to 2016. Yeah. And I think the reason why, like, our this last accumulation phase only lasted, like, two two or three months. Yeah. And I, th- Max. I think the reason why that accumulation lasted longer was because of the Mt. Gox thing, right? Uh, Shit. Was it? Not- of- oh, yeah, maybe. Because people were... Afraid. Super skeptical yeah. at that point. You yeah, know, there, absolutely. There was no other exchange. I think like Coinbase probably came came online like at end of 2015. And then Binance wasn't even around back then. There was nothing but yeah. a bunch of shit exchanges popping up, right? So it was a much riskier space. But the thing is, I mean, this this trend here, this uh, kind of cycle that we've seen, it's happened twice before. I mean, not at this magnitude, but yeah. the same exact trend with the same number of weeks and all that yeah, has yeah. matched. But if you look at the, <laughs> our current trend, let me zoom out here. Dude, we blasted through that accumulation. Yeah. I mean, time. there's no more accumulation, right? It lasted wow. about two months, and then it just skyrocketed to 13,000. And then what are we going to expect here? This is this has to go down, right, in the next well, little sc- block here. Scroll up again. Let me see. What is that yellow supposed to signify up there? It's just like a, it's like another, mm, it's it like, like another accumulation. This much. right here? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, so this is right before the happening, and and right when it halves, it it drops down. Okay, so it, it pretty much accumulated for it looks like another year. Yeah, but at a higher value, that's probably like around four to five hundred bucks, twenty fifteen, right, or twenty sixteen. Yeah, so yeah, went up one hundred forty percent. Let me see over two hundred fifty one days. 
Wow. So let me. Which pretty much was the happening. It went up because of the happening. Right. And so obviously, a lot of the institutional investors are are front running. What do you mean by front running? Uh, so just, uh, they're just trying to get in before that happening event. Well, they're trying. No, no, no. So they're this. They see the same charts we do, right? Yeah, of course, yeah. They got they spend tons of money on analytics Analysts, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, correct. So they see the exact same charts. So they've looked at the past three cycles and they've made these same charts, right? Mm-hmm. And so they're saying, if this is what people are expecting, well, why don't we just put in all our money right in the first two months so mm. that we get in before mm-hmm. everyone starts buying in, mm. right? That makes sense. And so that's why we're Kinda seeing like set up like a chain effect. Where yeah. Like all these institutions were like, yeah. And this is why it's we're like seeing institutional FOMO in a way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like yeah. uh, that's why we're seeing such high prices with little search um, yeah. backup to uh, you know buying Bitcoin. Like nobody's like again. I keep saying you know I don't hear anybody talking about this. There's one yeah. day where yeah. I, on Twitter where it was trending. It said the hashtag Bitcoin is back. That's when it broke yeah. 10k. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it, it fizzled away. Nobody's. Nobody cares yeah. anymore. It's it, gone. It was trending for one day, and then a few hours, people were like, "Oh, that's nice." Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know. But then, then like something about Kim Kardashian shit came yeah. up, <laughs> and like fucking Trump this, Trump that, like you know. Yeah. Bitcoin is, and it wasn't like that last time. Oh hell no! No, dude. Bitcoin was trending for weeks. For yeah, yeah, it was trending for weeks, and I mean, it wasn't top trending for weeks, but it was still trending. No, it was cool to talk about it back then. Like I said, yeah. celebrities were getting yeah. deep into it, and they were like, shit. Every celebrity was like <laughs> fucking uh, advertising ICOs and stuff at the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it was crazy. <laughs> it was a crazy time. But none of that's happening right now. Yeah, and DJ Khaled with his. DJ Khaled, <laughs> fucking Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, that's right. A uh, bunch of people. Yeah. So um, now that it's front running, it, it's it's hard to know like what's going to happen in the next, what is it, 249 days, about a year? 249 like, days? Are that's we, the happening? What, yeah, at the end of the 249 days is happening. Yeah, that's the 2020 happening. Interesting. Cool. Yep. Uh, let's see. So from today, we have 330 days left till the happening, but you know we still have this little small gap here between. So what do you think is gonna happen? You just you think it's gonna just pierce all the way up to 20k? Shit, I don't know, man. Um, last time it halved, I think it was at an all-time high. But hold on, scroll up again at 2016, because like even at that happening point, it never reached all-time previous highs, right? In 2016, like like that's why I, I assume like the highest we get by the happening was like around 14. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah, because in the previous high, it was around 1200. Exactly. And then we had a bear market, we had an accumulation zone, and then we started tracing up, trending up. Yeah. yeah. And then it really popped up leading up to that happening, which is like you know by the by the rumor, yeah. by the event, and then sell off once the shit actually happens. And so we got what one third the price of its all time high. So one third of twenty is around one third. Yeah, yeah. Because look, the all time high was twelve hundred. Let's say roughly twelve hundred here, and then that's only four hundred right there. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Oh wow, four four hundred forty seven. I did. It looks on the chart. It looks like way higher than that. I thought it'd be like eight or nine hundred or something. I guess not. Yeah, I think it's taking this price, not this price. So. Mm, okay. So. I mean, I don't know. We're just speculating. I don't think it's going to break 20K until po- after the happening. Yeah, that's, I totally that's agree. That's what I expect. I totally agree. So that's what I've been expecting. selling at 14K is actually probably a smart idea. See, somebody thought so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. You know, you probably thought that they're, look, exact, they're looking at this chart and they're probably thinking like, dude, this can't go much higher. Yeah. Based on what happened two or three years ago, right? Yeah, that's true. It's like, dude, this shit ain't going to 20K. We might as well take our profits now. 
It's just like yeah. this is what institutions do. You know, somebody has to start the uh, just like an institution started the uprise. Yeah, somebody's got to start the sell off, and somebody did. That's yeah. why I think this might be like we might have hit the top. Who knows? Do you, do you know? Do you know any way of seeing how many bitcoins were sold off here in this uh, candle? Is there any way to know? Oh man, uh, you could just look at Bitcoin volume, can't you? Because this, well, is it? You could just do the math. <laughs> Good question. Actually. Yeah, I, I don't wish know. I knew. But and I mean, you could just look at the volume. Well, the reason why I ask is because obviously there's so many exchanges, and if one exchange is saying there, you know, there's one whale using one exchange. Yeah. Right. He doesn't have like multiple bags all over the place. Well, I mean, he might, but well, it's like everybody knew where like um that purchase that sent Bitcoin from 3K to 4K overnight. Yeah. Was on Bitfinex. I remember everybody found that out somehow. So we just gotta wait for the news to come out. Yeah, I guess they'll, they'll tell us. Yeah. Like, it was somebody, Some analytics. Somebody who just knows how to figure that shit out. You know like, what? Hey, this is some whale sold. You know, we can build that. What? That application that tells you, you know, where, which, which exchange sold how many Bitcoins at what time. I mean, it's just an API. You just have to extract the data and just collect it and present it. It shouldn't real, be. But it has, the, it would have to be like in real time or what? Not, well, it can't be in real time. It can be. It's just, uh, you know, the real work isn't actually doing it. There is not a single application that will show us. There's, a, there's not really many apps at all, period. No, there isn't. There isn't. I mean, there's, I'm pretty sure people with money have their own, you know, algorithms and their own yeah. uh, analytics tools that they create, but I don't think they make them public. You yeah. Know, that's like their secret sauce, right? That's true. They, they, they want that shit to be, you know, yeah. for them. Yeah, if you can figure out a way to do that, that would be, that would be a nice uh, community service. It would be. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so people could check that shit out. And and so we had that major drop off, but it's still trending upwards a little bit. Like, but dude, this is the minute chart. Let's check out the hourly. I like hourly. Just because Bitcoin's on such a large scale. Yeah, I mean, I mean, nothing is uh, a big move like that, dude. Like, I think a lot of people are gonna be a little be pretty scared. Yeah, for know? sure. Like, oh. look at that volume, the sell off volume. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty massive. It's yeah. it trumps any kind of buy volume leading up to it. Like not even close. Yeah, that's true. <sighs> Man, I had like really nice trend lines that were kind of mimicking the the entire this this yeah. whole trend like a while back, but it just disappeared. <laughs> no, they're all still there. What do you mean? No, Same. like it was different. Remember the ones that I showed you with the really dark blue lines? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it used to be on here and I was gone, so wow. I don't know what happened. Do you have like your own account on this? Or no. Uh, I do. I do. Uh, I don't know what happened though. But uh, but yeah. Um, the other thing I was thinking about in terms of strategies and was perhaps if um, you know, you're you're using money that's like you know very important for you. Yeah. <laughs> Which I mean, money is important for everybody, but yeah, nobody have, likes to lose. I mean, just because you took a hit, it's not really like it's not money in a sense. Like yeah, you, you didn't you don't lose until you sell. That's, that's right. What everybody says that's correct. But it still hurts. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it still hurts to see your, you know, your your exchange balance go down. Yeah, like, it does. Fucking instantly. Your blockfolio like, balance. Yeah, you you lost twenty percent. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 a nightmare feeling. Yeah. You know? So the the strategy I was thinking about Dude, is imagine what time did this happen? This was like uh, maybe like two three hours ago. Three hours ago, which was maybe like, like two hours ago, like, something like that. Like at three p.m. Actually, time? we have kind of like a log of everything. Um, so 3 p.m. our time. So th- this is like United States business. So China's asleep right now. Yeah. Dude, they're four, four Chinese. Dude, they're yeah. going to wake up to this <laughs> shit. Like, no. Yeah. So I got today at 341 Central Time. 
It went as low as 11,700. Okay. Yeah, dude. They're like dead asleep. They're waking up like right now, 6 a.m. It's yeah. like 6, 7 a.m. over there in you know, China and Hong Kong and stuff. Yeah. Dude. So we kind of cataloged everything on our Discord. So, uh, so the strategy I was thinking about is if you do go into any crypto, I mean, using any of the major exchanges like Coinbase Pro or Binance or maybe I think you hit BTC, you can set stop losses of, let's say, 20%. Yeah. So... In the scenario where you buy at, let's say, $12,800, right, and it goes up to close to 14000 and then you see that that sell-off, uh, you won't be impacted as much because you'll hit that, that uh, stop-loss point. And Dude, you, that's, that's definitely smart. It you is. Know. The, the problem is that if you set that stop-loss too close, like let's say too close, like 1%, right? If you set, set that stop-loss at, I only want to lose 1%. That means that because Bitcoin is so volatile, it's going to hit that 1% and then you're just going to sell off and then all of a sudden, potentially, the next day is just going to go up. Yeah, but you would hope, like, if you're a trader, you don't just, like, set it and forget it. I wouldn't. At yeah. least, you know, I, I would still be... Keeping an eye on it. Keeping an eye on it, but or like you said, you got tons of alerts whenever all the shit went down. Yeah, yeah. You know, so you could at least run to it and re-enter or something like that. But yeah. It's, it's a good safeguard because... My my, I don't have that. I don't. Does Binance? Do yeah, that? they do that. They do that. Where? Show uh, me that. So on Binance, <laughs> actually, I can. Uh, I think I'll show you on Coinbase. It's actually cleaner on Coinbase. No, but 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 Coinbase I don't Pro. use Coinbase. That's the thing. But it's yeah, just, Coinbase Pro, right? Coinbase Pro, yeah. Does, so you have to use Binance Pro or something or what? No, no, it's it's there. It's the same thing. Right, you're gonna have to tutorial me, dude. Because <laughs> here we go. <laughs> that could have saved my ass just now. All right. So here. Um, there's the market, there's the limit, and there's the stop. Uh-huh. And so the stop is the stop price that you're willing to sell your Bitcoin. Damn, this is nice as fuck. I've actually never seen Coinbase Pro. Oh, you haven't? Never. Yeah. Like, supposedly the fees are smaller here. Yeah. But the problem is when you send Coinbase Pro, like, let's say $1,000, um, it, it takes like three to five days for Coinbase Pro to actually see the money. That's why most people use Coinbase where you can use your bank account to just buy straight Bitcoin, but there's huge fees associated to it. Because you're, you're essentially using Coinbase's money. What do you mean? Because since it takes you know five business days for your money to go from your bank to Coinbase's bank, uh-huh. Coinbase says, what if, what if you can I, use my money yeah. to invest right now, but it's going to cost you the you know, 1, 1% or 0.1%, whatever it is. So if I sent uh, you know, Bitcoin from Binance to Coinbase Pro right now, It'll show up direct it instantly. Fine. Yeah, just like any other yeah transfer. Okay. Now I would venture to guess. I haven't measured it, but I venture to guess that the fees on Binance is probably a lot less than the fees on Coinbase Pro on trading. And again, Coinbase Pro only has a handful of crypto. Um, let me see if I can pull it up. Yeah. So Bitcoin, Ethereum, Ripple, Litecoin, the same ones that Coinbase has. Well, they have Link on there, Chainlink. That thing. Oh, that just oh, got yeah. added because there's oh, no yeah, volume. Oh yeah, you're right. Yet. You're right. You're right. That's oh, brand wow. new. I haven't seen that. Chainlink. You've heard the news about Chainlink, right? About how yeah. the yeah. Google partnership and yeah. all that. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, dude, Alter is in such a bear market. There's like legit massive partnerships going on. And like these poor altcoins, alt dude, they, they don't go up at all. Yeah. <laughs> they just keep getting <laughs> smashed by Bitcoin. But that means that if you're going to go in and probably probably buying Bitcoin is not a good idea. No, nah, like you'd buy time, right? you'd buy alt altcoin right well, that's now. That's everyone's speculating. Alt season's like next. Yeah, it has to. I I would hope so. But the know. thing is, I don't understand like the institutions. What are they going to do during altcoin season? Like 
they'll they'll you, buy some bags too. I think. You think so? Uh, I'm pretty sure. Like, if I was a fund manager with like a billion dollars, yeah, I'd put all my money in Bitcoin, maybe a little bit in Ethereum, but yeah, I, I would have like a small percentage for like you know speculation. Yeah, right? I guess I guess the altcoins would be on a higher risk profile. Exactly. For their clients, and they're saying. All right, you put in a certain amount of money into this fund. We'll we'll put eighty percent into Bitcoin, so it's safe. Yeah, and the other twenty percent will exactly. sort of gamble. And then like the, the diversification, right, should yeah. offset itself. Like if Bitcoin's going down, then these alts go up. So yeah. it's like it's it's a, it's a wash. But yeah, some of these alts, if you get in, if an institution makes a big buy early, like make big profits. They did that in twenty seventeen. I wonder when these institutions when when's their sell off point? Like when do they say, All right, enough is enough and I mean like you like we just talked about, they have like probably teams set of goals. People, yeah. yeah, they have teams of people with like entry and exit points. Like they study this market all day, every day. That's what they do. And they have the power to manipulate it too. Yeah. Like I just said, they whoever just uh, triggered the sell off was a massive will. Yeah. So they have the power to influence everything. So the so there's a a market price meaning I want to buy at whatever the market is selling Bitcoin at right immediately uh-huh. like instantly I'll buy yeah. at twelve thousand six hundred fifty seven the limit says I want I want to dictate the price that I'm willing to buy Bitcoin so I'm willing to buy a Bitcoin at five dollars of course it'll never get there right so you'll be sitting on that buy order for forever yeah and so but if you set it at maybe twelve thousand dollars it might hit it it might yeah. not. Yeah, that's that's how that's your set it and forget it. Yeah. So like if you can catch like a nice dip. A nice dip, exactly. And so the stop loss is the opposite. I bought in, let's say at twelve thousand. I'm only willing to risk twenty percent losses, so I'm gonna set my stop loss at let's say ten thousand dollars. And so if it ever hits ten thousand, you automatically sell, and then you potentially you know prevent yourself from losing even more money. Yeah. And so the the game here is to set your stop loss at a percentage where the volatility doesn't actually touch that point because mm-hmm. you you want to stay in Bitcoin as it goes up, not necessarily just try to cash in on the volatility. Well, <clears throat> I guess like you could just you can if you're trading Bitcoin, because uh, like look at the chart, dude. Like every time <clears throat> Bitcoin breaks out from like a uh, like there's been what five or six breakouts like in the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what you could do, I guess, is every time it breaks out, you could sell, uh, take yeah. your profit, and then, or I guess you don't have to sell, right? All you have to do is change your stop loss. Yeah. Along the way. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, you just adjust it as it's going up, right? Yeah. So let's go back to the charts and kind of like set a, a scenario here. Let's go back to the minute because that's it's more easy easier to see. Uh, so let's go back in time here. And the first sell-off happened right here. This was what's the date? This was That's like June twenty-six. <laughs> yeah, it was around the minute. Dude. Is that gotta, is that right? That's dude. It's the minute chart, dude. Okay, let's go it's back like, to hour. Yeah, yeah. You gotta check the hour chart out. All right, so let's. Now you're like all the way back in May. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yeah, right here. Right here. All right, so we are at June twenty-second. So if you had, so the price on June 22nd was $11,100. So let's say a 10% stop loss was at $11,000. No, sorry, $10,000. Around $10,000. $10,000. So in the next uh, little candle here, in the next hour, it actually hit $10,700. Oh, and all the way down. Oh, that's true. See, that's the thing. You would have got stopped out. Yeah. 
No. Well, actually, 10,300. So no, you would have been safe. You would have stayed in. Yeah. Because yeah. it didn't hit 10K. Yeah. So 10K is, okay. yeah, is right, right here. So you would have been safe. And you would have caught this all these gains, mm-hmm. right, at 10%, right? Yeah. That's not bad. Yeah. And so now, and then so as the price goes up, in the next kind of drop, we have we saw, I guess it's... Well, you see how, like, it goes, then our, it breaks out again from 11K all the way up to 12... 12 well, this one's 13,000. No, no, before that, like, right there. This one? It goes, it breaks out from uh, yeah. 11 all the way to tw- like almost 13 right there. Yeah. Uh, so I guess on that run up, what would you want to do? You just, you calculate 10% again. Yeah. Because, uh, it's so that's 12,700. So what? That's 11,000. <laughs> that's more. Uh, it would be like 11,500. Yeah, 11,500. So, so you're safe again. So you're safe again. So now let's go to what happened just now. So now we're at 13, what does that say? 13,858. Pretty much 14,000. Yeah. Uh, 14,000. So because it broke out again from. About twelve eight all the way to about thirteen eight something like that. Yeah. So once it breaks out, if you're a trader, you're like, okay, I gotta readjust my stop loss. So that again, it would be thirteen or fourteen thousand was ten percent of that. It would be so one thousand four hundred off of that. Twelve so, six. Twelve six. And now at twelve six, that's that's. Your, oh, see, you would have gotten. You would have you would have taken a, yeah. a big dip, but it saves you from but another ten percent. Yeah, that's it right. Literally went down twenty percent, and then you would just buy back in here if you were you know that risky. Yeah, when you, basically you save yourself another ten percent loss. Yeah, or you buy back when it's down here, but obviously this is like it's hard to buy back in when it's so yeah. close like that. But but yeah, you would you so you you saved yourself. From getting stopped out, mm-hmm. and you would have gained what another four thousand dollars right there from from here around. So you would gain another three thousand dollars. So at ten percent, I think you're relatively safe in this in this scenario, of course. Yeah, but eventually you're gonna lose ten percent at some point. Whenever. Oh like, well, yeah. Eventually, like when you get stopped out. Yeah. So, but you got to be okay with that. That's the yeah, thing. Exactly. Because what you don't want to do is let's let's go back to uh, the day chart and let's go back to 2017. Let's zoom in here. What you don't want to do is at 2017, let's say you were at twenty thousand mm-hmm. dollars. So so ten percent from there would have been um, eighteen eighteen thousand, right? Mm-hmm. So and right right here you would have sold and then. It just would have just continued yeah, going down. You save yourself the heartache of holding all the yeah. way down. Yeah. You, know? you stopped out. <coughs> so, I mean, it, it seems like a really... That's if you want to tra- do trading. is tough, man. <laughs> yeah. But but <laughs> then again, game. If, if you don't want to experience the losses of yeah, the 2017, yeah, yeah. like, that's what you do. And then you, and then you would have to do that for all your coins, which, I mean, that's not that's not an easy, easy thing to keep track of. Dude, show me Binance real quick. Where you can do that? I just, just for my own personal, you know, like I, I again, I don't claim to be some master trader at all. Yeah, I but mean like, that's, you know, we're all pretending here like we're Wall Street traders and shit, like we're in the crypto world. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> none of us really know how to fucking trade, honestly. But uh, so okay, so now we're looking at Binance, and just like Coin, uh, Coinbase Pro, we do have the limit. It's kind of in reverse. So Coinbase Pro had market and then limit and then a stop limit. Mm-hmm. And but Coinbase I mean sorry, Binance has limit then market then stop limit. So you have to if you want to buy at the current price, you have to actively select the market. Yeah. And then you buy at whatever price it's at. 
Um, and so the same thing here. I mean, the limit is you want to buy at a specific price and you're willing to wait it out. And the stop limit is I want a question mark next to stop limit. Stop limit order is an order to buy or sell a coin once the price reaches a specific specified price. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a, yeah, it's a nice, it's, it's a smart thing to do if you're trying to limit I think that's getting some, wrecked. I think we got to, like, we got to do that. For sure. I, I think we have to because we, nobody knows like how high this is going to go mm-hmm. and it doesn't make sense to have all these gains just to lose them. Right. Yeah. Like I said, like all week I've been trading not and pretty much everything I made got wiped. And, and here's the thing now you can still trade. It's just, you have that, uh, that safety net that if something crazy like this happens again, you won't necessarily feel the pain. Yeah. But I think day traders, they, they, they are trading multiple times a day. You know? Yeah. Like they're the ones with the minute chart open and they're looking for yeah, yeah. patterns to trade on in the minute chart. And they're only, they're banking on like one or 2% fluctuations, right? Yeah. To make their gains. Cause they, they probably have like a huge capital at stake. So like a one or 2% is a big deal. It's a big deal for them. Yeah. Or maybe they're trading on margin. Binance just launched it like during this crash. Can you explain what margin is? So the best of my knowledge is it's basically you're borrowing the exchange's money to, oh. to like that sounds it, dangerous. It is to increase your your profit oh, potential. Shit. So it's like if you're doing like three x, uh, let's let's use like a hundred x as an example. If you use a hundred x, if you put a thousand dollars of your own money, yeah, it's like you could, it's like you have a hundred thousand dollars. Okay, you're using the you're using the exchange's money. Oh wow! Uh, but then let's say the because you're using a hundred x leverage. If the price goes down one percent, you're you're gone. Yeah, you're you're liquidated, and the exchange takes all your funds unless you add more money into your account. Yeah, to uh, you know, boost it back up. Yeah, but I think I think max on Binance is three x. I hope, dude, because there's exchanges out there with like hundred x. I oh, think Bitmex shit. is you know, so people get to gamble. That's serious gambling right there. Because again, damn, that's scary, dude. It's scary. Yeah, it's it's a way for easier way for people to lose their money for sure. Yeah, but. It, it gives people the false hope that, you know, they have. <laughs> but if it goes up 1%, then I, mean, I guess you double your money, right? <clears throat> we say that? Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, because you, it's like you have a thousand dollars, you mm-hmm. got a hundred X margin and it goes up 1%. That means you use a hundred thousand dollars for 1%. So yeah, that, now you, you got, got 2000. Exactly. Uh, shit, that's, that's nice, right? That, <laughs> shit. And usually shit in crypto goes up like 10 and 15%. Yeah. So you can make like 10, 15 grand God damn. really quick in like a day on your $1,000, you know, if you're right. Yeah. But again, but you if it goes down, yeah. Fucked. But again, use like maybe two or three X leverage is probably like not that bad. Interesting. You know, and I think a lot of people are going to do that, especially now that Binance is allowing it. There's going to be so much wreckage. Oh my God. <laughs> but Binance is going to make so much money. Yeah, they are because they're gonna liquidate people's accounts, like just take their money from them. But now is the time to do it. I mean, in a in a bull market, well, they're can... doing it pre bull market because they're 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 getting ready for this altcoin boom because they know it's yeah. coming. That's when the real volume comes in once altcoins start trading. So, how how do you qualify for this? Like, how do you? Dude, I don't know. You just <laughs> they just lost that... it like two hours ago. <laughs> I, I think you just you just I don't know. Let's check that out. Oh, uh, actually, let's just Google it to see. There's like a, a how-to. I doubt it, dude. Like I said, it just came out a few hours ago. But if you want to know more about, you know, leverage trading, um, look at BitMEX. BitMEX has been doing it for, and that's what I, that's what I've been saying. You know, BitMEX because they 
they have is margin trading, and that's why they, they say BitMEX has been influencing these up and down spikes in the market to liquidate, you know, longs and shorts in the market. Yeah. Literally, like, you just look to see if, like, 80% of people are going long on Bitcoin, you know the price is about to dump because, like, BitMEX, is, they want that money. Yeah. 80% of people are betting that Bitcoin's yeah. going to go up. They just, all of a sudden, the price yeah. just tanks, yeah. and <laughs> they get all that money, you know? Yeah, yeah. I wonder if Binance is going to do the same thing. Dude, Binance could easily do that because they have so much more money than BitMEX. It's true. And you think they give a fuck? Hell no. <laughs> you know what's, yeah, why are we talking about Binance, dude? Like, we can't even trade on this bitch in like a couple months. That's yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, and obviously the U.S. Binance version is not going to give us margin trading. My, oh, I don't know. Is that, yeah, that's legal. Robinhood does it. Oh, they do? Yeah, it's a legal thing in the United States. It's fine. Perfectly fine. Perfectly fine. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Somehow gambling is not legal, but this is, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's, like, there's been, like, some legit um, flack that, like, apps like Robinhood got because it's, like, they're encouraging newbies to, like, yeah. participate in the stock stock exchange, well, which is not a friendly place though, for newbies to enter, right? No, but, absolutely. But, but I think uh, there, there's a place for apps that make things like this easier to use, kind of like Coinbase and Robinhood. Yeah. And so it's less intimidating to use Coinbase and Robinhood than it is to get on, like, Forex, where it's, like, craziness. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Robinhood was, like, a breakthrough because it's a phone app, dude. You can just... Yeah. It's so easy to buy and sell stocks on there. Yeah. But there's like no chart or anything like that. Like you just, I can pull it up right now. Like it's just, well, there is a chart, but it's it's nothing like it's rudimentary. It's like yeah. uh, basic. It's super fucking basic. But that's the whole point. They wanted they wanted to make investing like not intimidating. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. That way they take more <laughs> more money from people. I mean, the easier to make exactly, it, right? Because yeah, they, they, they want to attract noobs. Yeah, more you know, noobs are gonna get wrecked more often. So the yeah, and all of a sudden, those noobs become like experts <laughs> who think they're experts, and they're like, exactly. Yeah, they get you hooked, dude. Because yeah. like, I was on Robinhood, and I did well. I, I had like two months of. I turned like two thousand bucks into eight thousand bucks in like two months. It's pretty good in the stock market. Yeah, but I, oh yeah, but I was trading options, which is like <clears throat> another way to get fucked. Wait, well, what's Bitcoin at right now? Is it at thirteen thousand? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's really close. Damn, dude. So it's popping. Back up. Look, I wanted to show you this. Bitfinex readies 100x leverage. Oh, See? There dude. you go. They're getting ready for the dude. The, the altcoin, this next altcoin season is going to be ridiculous. Because all these exchanges are getting ready for margin trading and shit, you know. So so if you put $100 at 100x margin trading, it's like putting in $10,000. Ten but it's not your money. That's the but it's like, what do you risk? A hundred bucks? But so, people aren't going to do that. They're going to put in like 10 Gs and then they're going to find out like, what? All of a sudden my 10 Gs is $100,000 or a million dollars? No, what's what's 100x 10,000? It's a million. A million fucking dollars. See, people are going to like feel like they're gods, right? It's like, I have a million dollars I can play with. They don't realize like a small fuck up and <laughs> out the game, dude. Completely. Damn. That's interesting. That's it's, crazy, man. Like... <laughs> The games that these these humans have come up with. Uh. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that, dude. Like, it is fucking wild when you actually think about it. Like, yeah, I, it's like, dude, the, our our like our whole society is built on this shit. It is like stock stock market. I mean, yeah, this is like an invention humans created. What in like the early 1900s? And yeah, yeah. It, it's fucking. It's thrived ever since then. It's been like our, our engine of growth, our economy. You know? Yeah, man, you gotta have some serious like. Webos to 
Well, yeah, I mean, like, because like institutions, they control the market, and they're the big players, big participants, right? Wall Street, big banks in New York and stuff. Yeah. So it's like, fuck, man. Yeah, like, one of them fucks up. It it starts, like, a whole, you know, panic sell-off and shit like it did in 2008. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, And all yeah. of a sudden, the rest of us are fucked, <laughs> you know? <laughs> the rest of us are just living our lives. We don't even, under, most of us don't understand how all this shit works. Yeah. But there's a small percentage of people who do, and they're they're over here just playing this game, right? Yeah. Essentially, it's like a game. It, it feels like a fucking game, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. But it has ridiculous impact on our economy. You know, not only that, I mean, I saw this application. Uh, basically, well, you sign up and you pay for the service and you give this application API access to your Binance account and they automatically put in the stop losses for you on based on this algorithm. And so, like, as soon as it goes up, it automatically moves the like stop loss. Like we talked about, right? Yeah, like, yeah. it just adjusts for you. Yeah, it just does it for you. What? So you said, like, I want to risk only 10%. And then if the price goes up, it just automatically adjusts. Yeah, like I said, it's it's pretty easy to deal with Bitcoin. It's like it, it's like a lately it's been like a steady like a thousand bucks up, a yeah. little bit of sideways. Yeah. Thousand bucks up, a little bit of sideways, thousand yeah. bucks. I mean it's easy as fuck to adjust on this on this latest bull bull run. And then if yeah. any other whales drop their bags, then you just take a ten percent loss and that's it. Yeah, like you could have done that all the way from three thousand to now. Yeah. Like right now, I think that's why the fucking that red wick got so ridiculous a lot of stop losses yeah and you and you know what i think the the higher the value of bitcoin goes i think the higher your percentage has to go too well actually the i'm sorry the smaller the percentage Mm. uh let me let me think what's you mean your stop loss like yeah your 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 stop loss percentage uh because i would think let's say if bitcoin's at a hundred thousand dollars that's pretty much the breaking point for most most of the planet where everybody's gonna be like, "All right, that's it. I'm just, yeah. I'm selling everything, <laughs> including the institutions." Yeah. And so, well, it makes sense, right? Like the 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 higher, but I guess the market cap, the less volatility, less fluctuation. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly yeah. right. So you would want to set your stop losses smaller because it would be less volatile. Yeah. That's what everybody else like. When Bitcoin's a million bucks, there's no volatility, not that much volatility, right? Daily yeah, volatility. Because think about it. Let's say you've been doing well on trading and you you have a million dollars worth of crypto. Yeah. Ten percent losses is a hundred thousand dollars. So yeah. you don't want to do that. No. So you want to do more like five percent at yeah. most. Yeah. Then you safeguard your profits a little bit better yeah. that way too. But then you got to be you have a Hawkeye on the prices <laughs> at that point. Well, like you said, there's. I'll, there's bots probably doing that for you. Yeah, you know? yeah. That's probably really easy to program. Yeah, but. absolutely. Yeah, dude, absolutely. That's so fucking. It's just numbers that's what they do in the stock market. I, that's where that's that was like my big. You know, I never got involved with. Uh, when I was younger, I always like had dreams of maybe one yeah. day being like a stock investor. I bought yeah. like books and shit, but it, everything says like don't do it because there's you're basically playing against bots, right? Like, yeah, that's true. You can't compete against AI, and, and that's why. That's what uh I heard, but dude, we're still doing it. Yeah. <laughs> like Rob, yeah. like I said, Robinhood's out there. There's tons of retail investors speculating. Yeah, and these bots, I mean, their their job is to really get the little one percent drops yeah. like for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's big if you're you're moving a hundred million dollars. Yeah, but it doesn't mean like I think that's why I, I'm not I don't endorse trading like ever. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's not for it's not for most people. Dude, it's very hard. Yeah. That's, if you have like a job, like a day job, don't even think about it. Yeah, you want to do closer to swing trade at the most. Meaning, like if Bitcoin's all of a sudden at fifteen thousand, you go ahead and sell, 
and then you just wait until it gets to lower than 15,000. Something like that. Uh, but me, I, I rather spend my time doing research on like undervalued projects yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. You know, and then setting positions like right now, every altcoin is like at all time lows. Yeah. Everything. Oh yeah, for sure. So if if you think again based on past performance, every time Bitcoin goes in a major tear like this, it alts always ca- catch back up, right? Yeah. You know, alts yeah. are not gonna die. No, they're not. They're not. A lot of people think so. These Bitcoin maximalists and shit, they say like, you know, this is just Bitcoin just leaving everything in the dust. Yeah, I, I don't that's see. That's not true. I, I don't understand like how they can, how that's logical for them to think. Uh-huh. I mean, how, how is Bitcoin going to be the only cryptocurrency out there? There's yeah. there's use cases for all these different cryptocurrencies. Now, obviously, like 90% of the crypto out there is fucking shit coins. But yeah, but there's... There's still, still some gems in the room. Or else absolutely. Walmart wouldn't have partnered with VeChain, which yeah. it just did. Yeah. You think Walmart is going to fucking not do their due diligence and like find, find some kind of benefit to this technology? Dude, absolutely. They wouldn't man. touch it. Yeah. BMW's already been using VeChain, you know? Um, and that's just one example. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's lots of diamonds in the rough. You know? And like I said, I would spend my time understanding the market as a whole and understanding, you know, what these cryptos are. Basically just doing like real research yeah you know? And, you know, like, yeah forget about the price you know bitcoin's going up that's good for the whole ecosystem and, like this is really good for everything yeah i was i've been looking at you know trying to remember all the crypto that i've i've seen that come across in 2017 and all the the altcoins pumped around the end of 2017 yeah, of like bitcoin everything. right yeah and you so you couldn't miss yeah yeah <laughs> and you look at them now and they're all like you're saying at all-time lows yeah so do you think that these these cryptos that existed during the 2017 like pump, do you think they're going to pump again, or are we going to see a whole new set of you know like all of them? Yeah, like for <laughs> example, Matic, uh, oh, Harmony. Matic's good. Yeah, no, I'm saying like these yeah. are brand new. They came That's out true. like a few months ago, a these month are ago. Brand new, yeah. And so they will pump, but will like uh, Loop Ring and Neo and like all these like other yeah, yeah, yeah. are they going to pump higher or I think so. I think I, I, I think, think so because they have they'll have like some history, right? Uh-huh. I would think that they would just go like for example, Neo, we're looking at a Neo chart right now. The highest it's ever gone was really close to $200 and right now it's at 19 bucks. Yeah. And so by the by the end of 2021, it could go past $200. Yeah, I think I think every every single alt is going to go up just to catch up. Just to fill or to cat to bring the altcoin dominance up as a whole. Yeah, because that's true. that's what has to happen. Like history shows, is Bitcoin dominance gets too high, which right now it probably is probably like at sixty five percent. Yeah, yeah. If you check, we can check, which is like ridiculously high. I mean, this this, this it's kind of like a, a signal for um like a turnaround in Bitcoin. Yep. As soon as you see like the alt or the altcoin dominance start to spike up, dude, load up on alts like for real because that that's um. Whenever Bitcoin hit um ten thousand, I think last twenty seventeen, the total market cap was like three hundred billion. And then, oh no, when it hit twenty thousand, I'm sorry, and it, it kind of like retraced, right? Yeah. Uh, the following month during that Bitcoin retrace, the market cap doubled. It went from three hundred billion to six hundred billion. Not true. because of Bitcoin, the price of Bitcoin was going down. That's true. So how the fuck did the whole market double? <laughs> it means all these altcoins. That's that's the time when you said everything just went up. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know if that's going to happen. Now. I don't think yet. Yeah, no, definitely not yet. We're not at that point, but yeah. I think I think the alts will catch up. Like they'll slowly go up, just to, like I said, fill that dominance gap. I think so. Here's here's the here's my prediction. I think it's going to be Bitcoin dominance all the way through the halving, 
until everybody starts selling right or right at the happening. And then once they sell, they're gonna they're gonna dump their coins into or so, dump their money into altcoins. Mm, let's see, can we go back? Like you you showed me a chart at the start of this of a. See. So right now we're at sixty two percent Bitcoin dominance. Yeah, that's, that shit's going parabolic. That yeah. Bitcoin dominance, that's fucking nuts. Yeah, we can uh, zoom in here. Three months. Oh no, no, no. Was that all? To, was that all time? Look at the all time chart. Oh shit. Oh yeah, no. Well, yeah, that's back in the day. Yeah, man. back like, in the day, it's like ninety percent. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's not going to go much higher than sixty five. I would hope not. I would hope not. No, but yeah, there's, there's no way. There's I mean, big, there's, there's too yeah. much value in altcoins. Like I think so too. From a usage utility standpoint, like technology standpoint. I mean, yeah, like almost every coin is better than Bitcoin, <laughs> <laughs> technologically wise, right? Yeah. Like, like they're faster. Yeah. I mean, they might not be as secure as Bitcoin or have the network effect. Technology's there. You know, there's improvements. Yeah. But that's why I like looking. Ultimately, at- that doesn't matter. Just every coin has its own tribe, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's what matters. Yeah, and so I guess the ultimate question was. The coins that existed in 2017, the altcoins, I want a, I want a comparison of the old altcoins versus the new altcoins and their performance. I'm thinking that the old altcoins are going to perform better than the new altcoins. What like, do you mean by old altcoins? Old, like the ones that existed in 2017 that pumped mm. and versus Matic. Um, you think so? Yeah. Yeah. You think they're going to outperform those? Only because there's history. That's, yeah. that's the only reason. I, I, and I'm just, you know, speculating. Maybe. Well, these newer ones are, have a lot lower market caps, too. You got to keep that in mind. Like Matic is probably like ranked 100 or something. Harmony is probably like yeah. 150 or something. So they have room to grow, right? <clears throat> if you're looking at like maximum ROI, that's that's pretty much how I did it in 2017. I didn't even I didn't even look at the top 10 in 2017. I, 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 yeah. I went straight down to like 80 through like 150. Like, and I was looking for gems in that pile. Yeah. You know? And that's that's how I found Walton Coin. That's how I found Power Ledger. You know. So if we look at CoinMarketCap.com and we go down to 100, um, a lot of these are brand new names, except for Nebulous, right? We've seen Nebulous before. Yeah. Uh-huh. We've seen Wax before. Yeah. Uh, Golem, like all these, potentially these are all near all-time lows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are. And so, everything is. Yeah. I, I, what I'm wondering is, does it make sense to put any money in these versus Versus the Maddox and Phantom. Mm, I see what you're saying now. You know, like where if you only had a thousand dollars to kind of spread amongst altcoins, which ones, the new ones or the old ones, make the most sense? Well, I think I want to say new. I, and the only reason I think new is because what drives the price on these things is all hype. So how are you going to hype up a, something that everybody already yeah, knows about? It's true. You know what I mean? <clears throat> like Walton, like Walton sitting there at 105. Dude, everybody knows what Walton chain is. Yeah. <laughs> it's still sitting at 105, you know, and look at that wacky chain or whatever that <laughs> shit's called. <laughs> White wakey chain or something. What the fuck is that? Maybe like it's some new, dude, it's pumping right yeah. now. It's at 11%. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's like some, it doesn't matter what it is, but if it's sold as like some new technological breakthrough is like scaling level six yeah. scaling solution. <laughs> You know what I mean? Everyone's gonna fucking go crazy about it because it's it's unknown, and then they're just gonna buy it up. Yeah, you know? yeah. I think you're right. I think maybe the new ones have a better chance because I keep hearing about Beam. And I, think I've, I have not even fucking heard of that. You have at it? All. Oh, well, that, this, what the hell is that, dude? What is this? Look at that price. Wait, how long is this? No, look at this. No, yeah, no. I see that. I just want to see how old it is. That's the start of this. Start of oh, Jan January 2019. 
Yeah. What the fuck, dude? It's already done like a five X or something. Yeah. What is it? <laughs> now I, I don't know. Look into it. Maybe it's like we're gonna find Beam. our new decentral land. Beam is a crypt- cryptocurrency that demonstrates an emphasis on privacy and anonymity. <laughs> Mimble. Oh shit, Mimble Wimble. I've heard of that implementation. Mimble Wimble implementation. Yeah. Without address information stored on the blockchain and keeping transactions private by default, Beam is meant to give control over privacy to users and scalability in its compact design. Having no pre-mine or ICO, Beam is backed by Treasury and designed and as a and designated a nonprofit okay. foundation. That's the same shit. Like, remember that coin we laughed at or energy? Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we watched like his. I'm not hating on the coin energy at all, but um, it's got a terrible video. But besides that, the video looked super like like it was like a boxing fight was about to come yeah, up. Yeah, you yeah. know, like the fucking founder, he's like looking down, he's like looks up with this intimidating look in his yeah. eyes. It, it made me cringe a bit, but then I look at the fucking chart, and I'm I'm yeah. a dumbass over here not investing. Yeah, but right? well, but wait a minute. So they have two million dollars in volume. I mean, I didn't see. I haven't looked. Yeah, at volume. yeah, it has two million dollars in volume. So any you know any That's true. medium small yeah. whale is gonna pump the price. That's very true. And, but it's the same thing with these guys. If we look at the volume, you just scroll up. We'll tell you. Uh, that's seventy-eight million, twenty-four hour volume. That's that's yeah. significant volume, that's, dude. That's a lot. But I've heard of Mimble Wimble, dude. We we need to do more research, man. Yeah. We're missing out on a lot of shit. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> see, that's the thing. Let's let's do the research, but let's just blog it. That way, it's every cataloged, little... and we can just look it up again. You're right. Um. So I wanted to look at where is it? Loopring. This one's old. Oh, yeah, yeah. Decentralized exchange. I think yeah. that's on Neo or something. So or this, I think it's just a, an Asia, a Chinese decentralized exchange or something. So this came out in August wow. 2017, mm-hmm. and it went as high as, I don't know, man. High as about, let's say, $2. Two, two bucks. $2.10. And right now is at $0.06. Six. Cents. Wow. So That's really bad. And, and an all-time low is $0.03. Cents. Yeah. So what are you, what what are you proposing? <laughs> so what I'm saying is you is could get thing gonna make a is this thing gonna make a comeback? I don't know. That's the thing. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Nobody knows. But it's worth speculating. Like you said, if you have again, like these big institutions, they'll have eighty percent of their fund on a sure thing. Like they'll stay in the top ten. Yeah. And then they'll have twenty percent to like have fun with, right? And they'll make yeah. these moonshot gambles. <clears throat> but if you're like a poor pleb like the rest of us, you like. You know. That's the thing. It's like, do you put like fifty bucks or hundred dollars in some of these like well-known ones, and then you get another, you know, K and just put it on the I mean, newer ones? If you want to put like a hundred bucks in Ethereum in twenty fifteen, that hundred bucks would probably be like twenty grand at really? all time high. I oh, bet, yeah. dude. I bet. Shit. So it's like, <laughs> like I said, like it's it's worth the hundred bucks. You disperse them in oh. these like promising, okay, like new tokens, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And look at the volume on this one: three million bucks. Very low. Very low. Dude, Loopring used to be the shit. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I, I bought some Loopring back in the day because Kyber Network I got a lot of yeah. hype. And then there was 0x. And yeah. then Loopring, like the whole decentralized exchange. Like we've talked about, it, I think, yeah. like we need these things. Yeah. If we're, if one day we're going to escape like Binance God mode, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or Coinbase God mode or, you know, any kind of threat of government shutdown, these things have to take off at some point, right? Yeah, and it's always important to look at the market cap as well. It's fifty-eight million. So can we can yeah. it do a ten x five hundred eighty million? That that shouldn't be too hard. No, 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 not at all. I mean, it might just go up ten x. Like I said, all these alts will go up in the next alt cycle, just just off of yeah, all, pure volume. Yeah. Like once retail people start coming in, just the whole market cap will increase of the whole. Yeah, whole I wonder. I wonder the retail market people will will they go into Bitcoin? Or will they go into alts? I'm thinking alts. Uh, <clears throat> no, at first, you know, they have to write it. 
Well, first. yeah, I guess they have to to make to get crypto rich. That's the thing. You got to get crypto rich first in yeah. order to start speculating on alts. Yeah. So that's that's the thing that I'm a little reluctant on because, like I said, there's no retail involvement today on this Bitcoin pump. Yeah. So like, but institutions, man, I don't think I don't know. They might just take their profits and run. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, man. I mean, but they're dealing with like hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah, but like I said, we're early days, man. We're so early days. <clears throat> I think right now I, I'd be more willing to invest in, I think, for sure altcoins that we know are great and that are super undervalued yeah. right now because of Bitcoin's dominance, which is like Ethereum. Uh, like, I don't know. I don't want to call anything great right now, but yeah, <laughs> in my mind, it's like Ethereum. Oh, yeah. Pla- absolutely. Platform tokens. You Ethereum is the one that's going to stick around for a while. Yeah, uh, I mean, Ethereum has everything Bitcoin has as far as, like, network effect. It's got tons of developers. I mean, yeah. tons of shit is being built on it. The only thing that's holding it back is scalability. Scalability, which they're working on. They're working. And, and like, they're going to launch soon. They're going to yeah. they're gonna be launching a proof of stake soon. So. And we already seen, like, shit like Matic. You know, there's tons of projects out there that are trying to solve scalability, too, on the sidechain. Yep. You know? So Ethereum just has tons of value, tons of brand recognition and stuff. So it's not a bad buy. Yeah, we were we watching. Don't have, we don't have to get too greedy, right? Like expect twenty, thirty, forty x's, and like even like a two, three x would be huge. Yeah, yeah, that's like true. In any market, those kind of returns are you know you're not going to get that in stocks unless you uh, trade on leverage or buy margin option, trading. Your option trading. Yeah, you know you got to get real risky in the stock market to make those kind of returns. Yeah, you can't just hold on to <laughs> fucking Tesla. It's going to take ten years to get a three x. Yeah, at this point. You know? Yeah. That's why it's, this is, to me, I don't see the value in, in buying stocks when you got <laughs> crypto. It's safe. Safer. Yeah. I mean, it's stocks boring. can still tumble. Yeah. It's boring, but yeah, safety is boring, dude. It is boring. <laughs> <laughs> Being safe in life is kind of lame. Yeah. You know, that's why, like, people having fun are taking the risks, right? And then, well, I think. High risk, high reward. No, I, yeah, I, I totally agree. But I think with crypto, there's a much higher upside to where. Yeah. It makes sure. it's safer to put it into crypto in the sense that it's it's on its way up, and everything else is is not it's not it doesn't have that upside. I want to think about it like that. Yeah, it's just perspectives and kind of like what you can sustain really. What are you looking at right now? So this is Bitcoin versus gold uh, search terms. Yeah, gold's pretty steady, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I like owning gold, dude. It's like I don't have to worry about it, you know. Oh yeah, gold has had like a record week. It's gone up up literally a record week, dude. Okay, this is something to actually think about because gold doesn't do this. It went up 10%. It's it's an indicator of the global market. Yeah, because 10% of a gold market is like $700 billion, dude. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot of fucking money. In less than a week? Yeah. Who is buying all this gold and why are they doing it? You know, usually it's like an indication like, you know, the whales of the world, you know, countries or... Just big banks and institutions, they know something's coming, so they're loading yeah. up their bags. They're, they're, they're preparing for something, right? Yeah, yeah. That's what I think. No, that's true. people like you and I, like, we don't know what's about to come. Yeah. Right? Like, so we're like, why buy gold? Yeah. <clears throat> and that could also be another influence why Bitcoin's going up. I mean, obviously not. I mean, Bitcoin's not going up $600 billion a week. It probably went up, like, what? $50 billion. $50 billion. Something like yeah. that. Yeah. That's true. I mean, eventually... I. I'm in the camp where I think Bitcoin is going to outperform gold in terms of market caps, but that's going to take, you know, 20, 20 years, 20, 30 years. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe longer than that. I yeah. Gold is a dinosaur. Dude. Gold's been around forever. Yeah. 
Yeah, gold, you know, it was useful um, from from the scarcity standpoint, but mm-hmm. that's not a good argument in my opinion. Uh, but it's, it, you know, we're still dealing with dinosaurs with a lot of money. So you're going to put it in gold versus Bitcoin. Exactly. And if, if, if anybody is aware of what's coming, like if there's... It's going to be the dinosaurs. It's going to be the dinosaurs. The guys, the old heads with like, you know, old money, the billions. Who and, control the markets, essentially. Who, yeah. who have their pulse on things. Exactly. <clears throat> but yeah, I like gold. <laughs> uh, Bitcoin. But yeah, just going back to the search term thing that we're looking at. Yeah, I want to see... Ooh, a little spike. Oh, that's that's something else. That's, that's gold. gold. Yeah. How to buy Bitcoin. Yeah, a little spike Ooh, again. That. See, of course, like, people are now starting to pay attention, right? Yeah. Because, like, the price is going ballistic. Yeah. You know, even, like, my own friends, like, Daniel, he just, he's all of a sudden, he's like, whoa, dude, what's going on? <laughs> you know? Like, all of a sudden, my own friends are starting to talk about it. They've ignored the fuck out of it for the past... Oh, check this out. So I'm comparing a chart on Google Trends, how to buy Bitcoin versus how to buy gold. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And Bitcoin, how to buy Bitcoin is doubling? No, more like tripling. Tripling. And it's it's saying it's project, gold is projected to go down, I guess. That's what that oh, dotted shit. line means. Yeah. They're like projecting the search results to go down. This is not nothing, I man. What? The... the People are there's, there's a people would bre- are searching how to buy Bitcoin versus how to buy gold. Now, of course, maybe it's obvious how to buy gold. I mean, yeah. I I don't know. I mean, you can go there's gold huts like down the street. You know, you can but, just go in there. But but we're, but we're talking about like shares of gold, right? I mean, or you can buy physical gold. Like I said, there's bullion. There's a bullion exchange right down my street where I live. You can go in there and buy and sell bullions. Bullion gold. Is is that really the same thing though? Like, yeah, it's gold. What do you mean shares of gold? Like just like we're buying shares of Bitcoin. You can buy shares in gold mining companies, and I think there's gold. No, there's so, a gold index. No, like I don't a, mean like shares like a like a Tesla share. Yeah. I mean shares like in pieces of like the value of gold. Like say for example, a bank has you know a hundred pounds of gold, uh-huh. right? You buy gold and you own a share of that stockpile. You mean like you or me? Yeah. Yeah. Like you could buy shares of that gold, like you you own the ounces, yeah, but it's held over there. I don't know. I don't know. I think you have to buy your gold, then you have to go to the bank with it, and then they'll store it for you. I don't think you could buy the bank's gold. So what? Uh-huh. Okay, so let me ask you what app, what app did you use to buy gold? I bought it online. There's a so you you bought physical gold. Yeah, dude, I showed you the picture. You don't remember? So I'm thinking that. <laughs> it's like shares. I, that's what I'm thinking. It's like well, virtualized. You, yeah, you don't have to buy physical gold. You can buy like virtualized a gold index. Okay, it's in like an ETF index. It pretty much goes up and down with the price of okay. gold. That's what I was you talking know? about. All right, it's, it's basically like buying like a stock. Okay, so it's like it's 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 like you own it on paper. On paper, but you don't yeah. actually own any gold. But that's not. I don't like that. The whole oh, okay. per, the whole point of gold is that it's tangible and you know you can touch okay. it. So why not actually own the stuff? And pay extra for gold to house it, or I mean, a bank to safely See, store it. And that's, that's it's so odd to me, though. I mean, like you <laughs> buy an ounce of gold for fourteen hundred dollars, yes, and then and a week later it goes up ten percent, which is a big deal. Yeah. So for the market as a whole, maybe not so much for your own individual, like ten percent. Whoop de doo, <laughs> right? Like I got ten percent richer. I mean, if you had like a million dollars worth of gold, that's awesome. Yeah. But you know. That's what I'm saying. The boomers, they have literally like probably like millions of dollars worth of gold. Yeah. Sitting under their fucking bed or that's what I'm saying. Like, I, what's the incentive for you and I to buy gold if we're not buying million dollars worth? 
Yeah, I mean, honestly, you know, I, I, the only reason I bought it is because I had a lot of money at the time. So I was yeah. like, you know what? No, this that's... is probably the responsible thing. But yeah, if you're like living paycheck to paycheck, what's the fucking yeah. point? There's really no point. If if know? anything, if you're living pay, paycheck to paycheck, it makes more sense to buy Bitcoin so that Speculate, potentially yeah. you get a 10x in a year or two, you know? Well, that's what I'm saying. That's why like Bitcoin and gold aren't the same thing. Like, Because gold is literally a store of value. Yeah. Bitcoin is not. Yeah. Not yet. Yeah. It's on its way to that, but right now it's it's just a fucking yeah. It's it's, it's gambling. It's a roller coaster, right? <laughs> You're yeah, gambling right now for sure. Yeah. So that makes sense. I mean, I, I get it. Yeah. So it's like, uh, for example, if uh, Bitcoin gets to a hundred thousand or let's say a million, where we could potentially have a million dollars worth of Bitcoin. If you wanted to kind of harbor that million dollars, you would buy gold with it potentially. What do you mean? Like, if you wanted to exit Bitcoin, you'd go into gold. Just so that if, in case there's a downturn in the economy, yeah, you still have a million dollars worth. Exactly, or like like you like you've been saying, we don't know what's going to happen in the future. Like when Bitcoin is widely adopted, like what's going to happen to the price of gold whenever like yeah. economies go down? But, I, but again, I, I think it'll just be. I think they'll work in tandem. No, they will. They will. There's I no mean, reason for gold to go away. It's still. It's not going to go away. Like I said, its its value is also not only in its scarcity, but it's also in its application. And for for example, if you compare the applications of Bitcoin and gold, gold has more applications. Yeah, it's right? an actual thing. <laughs> it's a it's a thing that you can use. Yeah. for purposes. Yeah, right. Bitcoin is really a store of value potentially, or a currency in in its worst form. So that that's it. Yeah. So like you know, I brought up with Mitch last week or a couple of days ago that in an apocalypse, you know, you shove over a pound of gold, there's not much you can do with it. But if I shove over a Ledger Nano X without electricity or internet, it's also useless. True. So, but... Yeah, that's the thing. The internet has to stay online. Yeah. Right, for this shit to have value. I, and in an apocalypse, the internet is probably the more fund, more critical utility that needs to be online to some degree. In one way or another, it has to be online. Yeah, you're like, you could dream up a scenario where, like, you know, because everything's hosted on Amazon yeah. warehouses and stuff. And just some kind of war happens, everything gets wiped out. All of a sudden, your yeah. bitcoins are gone. Yeah, they they're right. gone, inaccessible, right? Yeah, like the networks are down. Yeah. Well, I guess that's not this. I that's mean, the, that's kind of like the whole point of decentralizing it, right? I guess. Well, it would have to be like a fucking terrible war. If, well, right now you can send you can send Bitcoin transactions to the satellite without using the internet, mm-hmm. and so. I, if you can maintain those networks, then yeah, Bitcoin will persist, yeah, but but it's cumbersome, right, and slow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but I guess I guess what I'm talking about is just yeah, if the internet goes down, like all this, our access to the internet goes down, then we can't use our money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like uh, if you continue watching the show Silicon Valley, they talk about decentralizing the internet. Oh yeah, that's been always been a big idea. Dude. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I think like decentralization is like so huge. It's like it's under. I don't know if it's under hyped or what, because dude, there's yeah. so many debates going on, like in the mainstream, about centralization issues when it comes to, like Facebook, true, Google, Twitter, true, because of all the censorship and shit that's going on, especially with YouTube. Yeah. And YouTube is literally like deep, like just kicking people off their platform and shit because based on political views and stuff. Well, it's only because the, the YouTube and Google they're doing that because they want to maintain their advertisers. Yeah, if they don't have advertisers giving them money, then you know, then what's the point of YouTube? Mm-hmm. Like, there's a there's a good Joe Rogan podcast about that. How like I think he interviewed the I don't know people involved with Twitter. I think the CEO of Twitter. Oh, and, like, Jack Dorsey. Yeah, and like other people because there's a lot of uh, 
you know, yeah, Jack Dorsey for people who are getting you know censored on Twitter and shit. Jack Dorsey doesn't know who they're kicking out on Twitter. He's got bigger things to do. Exactly. I think he's just chilling at this point. Yeah. He's just like a face of a company. I don't think he's out there deciding. If anything, I, I'm sure Jack Dorsey's like looking at the charts all day because he's he's big on crypto. Is he? Yeah. Yeah. Bull or bull? Bull. Yeah. That's good. And Always so, good to have people like that on your side, you know. Imagine if crypto uh, or he integrates. It makes sense, like right, like a tech guy would get it. Like yeah. people say, like people like Warren Buffett, like they're oh, haters. Yeah. yeah, the dude's never invested in a tech company in his life. I mean, at one point we were all haters of Bitcoin, right? Yeah. I mean, we Dude, were yeah. all thought it was a scam, but once mm-hmm. you really look into it, it's like groundbreaking. If 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 you have that tech perspective in your mind, like I said, yeah. you got to have that, that you know that tech mentality. It's it's literally like a mentality. Yeah, like and if you were to pick now, like what, like I said, there's philosophical differences in in way of thinking. Yeah, yeah, you and know? if you're like Warren Buffett, your your mind isn't capable of like it's Imagining it's already that world. Yeah, because yeah, he's it's already too late in in a sense. <laughs> in his world, it's like we just live in like McDonald's Wonderland with Coca Colas everywhere and. Fucking, yeah. we're all driving yeah. like <laughs> Ford pickup trucks. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> like we're all insured by Geico. Yeah, those, those are all his companies, pretty much. Yeah, it's it's funny because you know he can shit on Bitcoin, and by the time he dies, shitting on it, like he'll end up thinking he's right by the time he's dead, and you he would end up being right because he's he's already dead. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Wait, what? Like, 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 like <laughs> what? I, what I'm trying to say is he he can shit on Bitcoin because he yeah. might die soon. And by by the time he dies, you know, I, I just honestly don't think he understands it. Dude, well, he's I, notoriously against like tech. He never like he missed the whole dot com thing, dude. He's a stock yeah, god, true. literally the most the wealthiest investor in the world, and he like never participated in the dot com <laughs> boom. Like he just he dude like he had you know he, he it's because he invested in in essential like companies. Well, yeah, he does, he does like some. Coca Cola, obviously some amazing research. I mean, he gets in early on, like for sure. I don't know how the fuck he does it. But yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't take moonshot gambles. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> like he literally, what he just like recently bought Amazon or something. Yeah, like, way late. But it's okay because his wealth is so massive. Like I said, like a five percent increase in that his it doesn't wealth matter. is like te- like tens of billions of dollars, right? But can company. you imagine if he had gone in Bitcoin though? <laughs> exactly. Shit, man. Well, there's tons of like rich people, right, who could. That, oh yeah, Winklevoss. They, they don't. Well, no, they weren't rich at the start. Now they're rich. Well, they were were rich at the start. I'm talking like billionaire rich. Um, they weren't billionaires, dude. Well, they were hundred millionaires. From what Facebook? On Facebook, yeah. How much did they get? Do you know? Ah, uh, I did want to get, say uh, they got stock, right? Eduardo Saverin. I think he got six hundred million. <laughs> and uh, Winklevoss. So this was in 2008. What was? Uh, when they. When they got their share in Facebook, two thousand eight. Yeah, sixty-five million. This is over there. Oh, is it really? Yeah, on the top, sixty-five million. That's what they got. Yeah, that's not that much. No, it's not a lot, but <laughs> it's enough to buy one percent of Bitcoin when they were trading for like six bucks a pop. Yeah, you know, back in those days. So they invested their money very wisely. But yeah. see, that's the thing. They had to like gamble and take a risk. If they ever wanted to play with the big dogs, which obviously yeah. now they're big dogs, you know. Yeah, I made a calculation like how rich will Roger Veer get if, if Bitcoin was three million dollars because he has a hundred thousand of them, right? Something like oh, that. Does he really? I think so. He's got okay. like a hundred thousand bitcoins. I thought so. he lost most of them in the uh Mongox. I don't know. I don't know what happened to him. From what I heard, he purchased a hundred thousand. I don't know if he still has. Oh, maybe there was like an auction or something like something. Yeah, the maybe. Silk Road. 
Yeah, because he was like part of Mount Gox, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, he was part of it. Yeah, he's always been involved and stuff. But let's just assume he's got a hundred thousand and Bitcoin's trading at. Because I saw a chart the other day, like in twenty twenty five, it'll be about three million dollars or something like that. Jesus. If this trajectory and the cyclical nature of it persists, yeah, by twenty twenty five, we'll have a three million dollar Bitcoin, <laughs> <laughs> which is what six years away. Yeah. So that motherfucker. Well, we'll have $300 billion net worth, basically, if he has 100,000 Bitcoins. If he just hodls on all the way to the $300 billion. Which, he'll be like the richest guy on the planet. Probably, maybe. Maybe Bezos will be about that high by then, because Amazon's fucking ridiculous. I'm sure Elon, Bezos, all these guys, they got funds with crypto in it since five years ago. Yeah. So. I don't know. But my my point is, yeah, like, I I, I, I was, like, kind of satisfied with that, because I, I, I thought, like, he would be, like... A trillionaire or something. Oh, like that. I see. Yeah, I'm glad. Kind of glad he's not. A, he won't be a trillionaire because I thought that would be a little ridiculous. Yeah, like I don't, you know, just like he'll be like the next Rockefeller type shit. I mean, maybe right. maybe he will, but yeah, yeah. he invests his three hundred billion dollars into other things. You know, that's true, man. Some of these guys are going to be like that's the next what Rockefellers. Worried, that's kind of what worried, worried me too about like this Ripple guy. I don't know his name, but because he has like forty or sixty percent or something like that, yeah, sixty percent, right. I'm like, dude, this that's kind of like ridiculous, man. This guy's yeah. gonna be one of the wealthiest people in the world if Ripple is like all of a sudden a hundred bucks. Yeah, not all of a sudden, but like five, six years down the line. Yeah. I don't know. And the like, guy should that, these guys be like the wealthiest people on the planet? But maybe, why not? You're talking about a hundred thousand Bitcoin, and the guy spent ten thousand on two pizzas. <laughs> you know, it's like how much? Ten thousand bitcoins. Ten thousand bitcoins. Yeah. Yeah. God damn. Well, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn. man, look at this. Oh shit is going ham, son. dude! Bitcoin 13,200. Going on with the alts. <clears throat> yep, alts are going back down again. <laughs> Fucking damn. Yeah, no I think I think the alts have no chance until after the happening. I think for the most part, right? There's gonna see some ups and downs, but uh, yeah, like I said, we're not. We're, this is literally just the start. Like I said, um, I sent you that message, right? How um, I guess I could break it down here, like my thought process. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> like I was like freaking out like everybody else is about the price, right? Of Bitcoin. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cuz it's gone from 3000 to 13000 in 3 months. So that's $10,000 increase in value in this last 3 months, which probably seems like outrageous, but if our predictions and stuff are correct, like a few podcasts ago, maybe like I don't know, 5 or 6, this is 5 or 6, we said the peak of the next uh bull market will be around 200 to 250k right something like that yeah i mean that was like on first podcast man i don't know what we said that yeah. but we were speculating about our prediction so yeah. in order for that to happen and we said like by the end of 2021 something like that yeah just like at the end of 2017 so anyways if that's to happen <clears throat> no if we maintain this current rate so ten thousand dollar increase in bitcoin every three months every three months every quarter take, yeah every quarter it'll take about four and a half years uh of that of that rate that in rate, order to reach 200 k something like that yeah so then we'll be like way off our target so mm-hmm. but we're not predicting like this 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 what do you call it this rate or this rate of increase it's parabolic parabolic rate but that's increase. not even parabolic this is just I, I this is like normal this is like this is what we predicted in sense like the rate yeah but but not the not, we're not not even getting to the parabolic point yet. Like it looks parabolic on the chart. Like yeah. you pull up the chart. Yeah. Just look at it, dude. Pull up um like the all time Bitcoin chart. Okay, see like Ooh, dude, that looks scary, dude. Let's go on trading view. Let's go on trading view. Yeah. Look at it. Look at the weekly chart. Okay. 
And then look for, could you fast forward in time to like end of 2021? There's no way to do that on this chart. Oh, there we go. Yeah. And then like make it smaller so you can see like everything. Okay, right there. 2021, dude. There it is. Yep, right here. <laughs> is there a way to go up? Like, in, can we see no. like 200,000? No. Damn it. No, we can't. But yeah, anyways, I, I think uh, so, like it looks parabolic right now, right? Yeah. But whenever we get to two hundred thousand, you look at this chart again, like you're not is, even gonna yeah. fucking notice the <laughs> the twenty k twenty seventeen. It's gonna look yeah. like a little nipple oh, on the screen, dude, because <laughs> we're gonna be so high up there. Like, and then this parabolic run up is not gonna look parabolic anymore. Yeah, it's gonna look like like a barely uh, like look, look look at that chart. It's gonna, like to the left. It's gonna look like something like, like, like that. that. Yeah. yeah. That's that's kind of what's in my head. Like I think like around summer of 2020 is yeah, probably this, when we'll start seeing that parabolic run. So up. We, we can so have have some perspective here. So this could be two hundred thousand dollars, exactly. and this is the twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, essentially, or or that, or what price is that right there? That little nip we just looked at. That's twelve hundred dollars Bitcoin. Twelve hundred dollars, right yeah. So that's basically ten percent, five percent, or no, five percent. Yeah, five percent. Five percent. So right now we're sitting at 13k. So yeah, pretty much that's what it's gonna look like. Yeah. That's what 20k is gonna look like. Literally like a little bump in the road. 200k. Whenever we're at 20k yeah. or 200k. Yeah. I don't know. Damn. I don't know. I just started thinking about that, and then it's like right now it looks crazy because everyone's like, "Dude, we need a correction because it's parabolic." But dude, this might just be. It's like the normal. The course. normal run up. Yeah. Like it has to do this in order to get to that 200, 250 thousand pop yeah. on the next cycle. That's the thing is like once it reaches 100k. I don't know. I don't know how we can sustain another 100k. It's gonna explode. Like once it gets, like yeah, I guess you're right. It's uh, like 100k is it's gonna like take 5k a, in 2017. Yeah, it's gonna take like a week before it goes to 200k. Exactly. <laughs> this is gonna explode at that point. Like then, I think, I think around uh, like around 80 to 100k is like when the retail FOMO will kick in. Oh yeah. And then that's gonna catapult it to it's like 200, uh, 250k peak. I, I would give its credit. I would think after 20k retail FOMO. I don't think so, dude. I think yeah. people are gonna sleep on it still. All the way up until like a hundred. I guess 000. you're right. You know, last time in this run, when it went to three thousand dollars, that was an all time high in the summer of 2017. Exactly. And nobody let's say, was. Let's say three or four k. Yeah, yeah, three or four k. And there were people talking about it like on the news, but it wasn't anything like November. No. <laughs> you know. It wasn't a mania yet. Yeah. The mania kicked in like around five thousand. Yeah. Oh, that was literally like I said after after Thanksgiving because it was around five k, six k, something like that. That's true. Yeah. And then it just catapulted after that for like two weeks, um, all the way up to twenty. That's I Jeez, think that's man. what's gonna happen again, dude. Because like, dude, these this is literally just psychology. Yeah. Like, the only thing pumping this price is like mass psychology, nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, we all gotta keep I mean, that in mind. Th- there's, I mean, that's a large component, but the scarcity, I mean, that's there. The fact that uh, the deflationary aspect of Bitcoin is there. Yeah. But but I'm just talking about price. Yeah. Yeah. All price is is people buying and selling this thing. You know, like I said, in right now. And ultimately, like, Bitcoin performs as good, if not better, than gold. And gold is at $7, $8 trillion. Yeah. And so at, at $100,000, Bitcoin should be at, what's the market cap right now? Market cap for Bitcoin is at two hundred and thirty-four billion. Yeah. So if we do ten x, we're looking at two trillion, and that's one hundred thirty thousand dollars. Two trillion dollar Bitcoin. Yeah. Market cap. So we're looking at like a fourth of gold. A fourth of gold at one hundred thirty thousand. A fourth. So we're looking at potentially five hundred thousand dollar Bitcoin to match gold. Something like that. 
Damn, yeah, so now now that, that seems kind of it seems reasonable that we get a hundred thousand dollar Bitcoin in two years. <clears throat> I don't know. Because that's twenty percent of gold. Does it seem reasonable because it took gold thousands of years to get to this market cap, you know what I mean? <laughs> is it reasonable? I don't know. But I mean again, this is technology, man. Technology accelerates at insane yeah. paces, man. You gotta keep that in mind. Anything tech related, it doesn't have like real world rules applied to it, you know. Yeah. But I mean, if Bitcoin performs as good, if not better than gold, from from its utility standpoint. Well, I, I understand that. I'm just speaking of price perspective. But know, but man. but okay, price is different than value. And if you yes, were to value Bitcoin exactly. like truthfully, yeah, it should be you know at a million dollars. Why? If you do ten times its market cap, that's two trillion, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, that's two trillion. And if you do that's $130,000 Bitcoin. So you have to do a 10x. So that's a $20 trillion. So 10x. We'll get you like a million dollar Bitcoin. We'll get I mean, you a million. million? Yeah, 1.3 million. So that's a $20 trillion valuation. So it'll shit but, all over gold at that point. It'll shit over, all over gold. And it would have to become like it's world reserve currency at that point, 12, 20 trillion. And even then, 20 trillion is nothing compared to how much fiat currency there is on the planet. How much is there? Uh, I think like 200, 200 trillion. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where like these 10 million R Bitcoin assumptions yeah. are coming from. That's right. Yeah. Like if it replaces fiat. Yeah. Now all fiat. Of course, it's not going to replace fiat in the sense that we're going to be using Bitcoin to buy groceries. It's going to replace fiat in the sense that it's a world reserve currency and whatever currency we use to buy groceries is going to be backed by Bitcoin. Yeah. Kind of like our dollars used to be backed by gold. Well, it's also kind of like how Facebook Libra coin there. That's right. Don't they? It's like a basket of currencies that's yes. backing the Libra, right? Yeah. It's. I want. Why don't they have Bitcoin in that basket? Oh, it's too volatile, I guess. Yeah, it's too yeah. volatile because they want it to maintain that that one dollar per Libra. It's a stable coin. You can't throw Bitcoin in the stable coin equation. But if you create a government issued stable coin in the future, when Bitcoin's ten trillion or ten million dollars of coin, yeah, it'll be backed by. Bitcoin. Like Bitcoin, so it'll be stable. Yeah, right? it'll be stable. It's good. it's not going to change from twenty trillion. Like it's just not. But, but, ah, shit. It's know. it's not because there's twenty one million coins and that's it. Like and I think three or four million of them are inaccessible because people lost their private keys and things like that. Hmm. That's fucking. So like, when is that entry point? Like, when does the government say, okay, this shit is stable enough to peg our currency to it? Like, I don't think that's ah, uh, that's a tough call. Yeah. <laughs> You know, but Shit. it would be the right thing to do. I mean, it's like it's like if you look at Libra, all the countries in the world said, "Hey, Mr. Zuckerberg, please come forward and talk to us about your your coin, and tell us how you're going to prevent you know money laundering and all that stuff." Yeah. And so, pretty much all the countries says we you should probably put a pause on this. Mm-hmm. And since you can't put a pause on Bitcoin, and it's not controlled by any one government. It would make sense that all the governments just peg their new currency to Bitcoin. Mm. I mean, you could, yeah. I mean, that's, it, it, it seems the most logical approach for any country. Yeah. Shit. I don't know, man. man. if that's the case. So. And, and the other thing to think about, and by 2030, 2000, the year 2030, so what is that? 11 years from now? Something like that, yeah. 98% of all Bitcoins would have been mined. Mm-hmm. 98%. And so the last Bitcoin to be mined is in 2140. Yeah. So in 2030, we've pretty much seen the end game for Bitcoin. 
Mm-hmm. So that's another thing to think about. If you hold any Bitcoin right now in, in 11 years, think about the value of that. <laughs> 11 years is not that long, honestly. Yeah, it's not. Dude, it's not. What was I doing 11 years ago? I was in high school, graduating. <laughs> <laughs> that shit feels like it was not that long ago. Yeah, really. yeah. Shit. So, yeah, I could just be patient 11 years later. I could be like shit. fucking multimillionaire. Yeah, multimillionaire at minimum. Or if we do this right, if we do this right and we sell at, <laughs> at the peak at 200, then we'll get back in it when it's 12,000. I said I was going to do that in 2017. I still fucked it up somehow. Yeah, but, but you, I was, that but was you, my first time. But you got out like kind of high-ish, I did, I right? I got out. But at 15 or 14, whatever it was. Yeah, see, I, I adopted these like fucking trading philosophies along the way. Again, I thought I was like <laughs> Wall Street Jr. over here. <laughs> you know, like yeah, uh, everything I learned is like take profits, but no, don't take all profits. So I did that, and I, what I left in got crushed, basically. Yeah, and wh- whatever I had left remaining, I always thought I could catch falling knives, so I yeah. ended up reducing my stack along the way. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like at some point, I had like close to twenty bitcoins. Yeah, which is damn, like, uh, damn. Imagine if I just did nothing and just left that alone. I would Shit. be like chilling hard right now, dude. So you would have, what, 270? I don't even want to think about it. Don't even calculate <laughs> it. Please don't even look at it. <laughs> Just don't tell me the number, man. <laughs> Fuck. But it's important, though, if you're, if you're a newbie, to f- take my mistakes. Yeah. I, I do need to fucking write this, finish that blog, dude. Yeah. Because these yeah. are all valuable, like, mistakes that I made that <clears throat> yeah. people can learn from, man. And, and like I said, like I think me and Mitch talked about it. Like, dude, we spent... So much work and effort trying to like understand this market and like we thought we were so smart like dude we don't need to fucking buy Bitcoin we could just mm-hmm. do the altcoin scheme you know yeah and it, it, in some sense it worked out for me it, but I didn't have to do all the work all I had to do was buy Bitcoin just sit on it dude and I, I would have had a similar return <laughs> without all the stress and you know yeah at the I end mean, of the day you know Bitcoin you know, rules and and that's why it's important definitely get that blog out because yeah. This time, I mean, we're going to see a level of FOMO that we've never seen before. I mean, think about a $50,000 yeah. Bitcoin. Yeah, what, when, when the FOMO kicks in, 50K. Think, uh, think, just think of it this way. What other share of anything is worth $50,000? Well, Berkshire Hathaway is like 200000 or something. Is it really? Oh, more than that. Yeah, when I found that out, I was like, damn, dude. Okay. <laughs> you got to fucking Bitcoin. sell your house to get one share of Berkshire Hathaway. Crazy. All right. Well, I guess. But again, price doesn't matter. You know, it's, it's all based on its market cap, essentially. Yeah. Price of anything doesn't. It's because you know the circulating supply of Bitcoin could be a thousand, and the price would be like in the millions right now or something. Yeah. That's that that's matter. another thing that they were saying is that uh, even though circulating supply says seventeen million, yeah, the actually the the actual circulating supply is like four or five million because oh, people yeah, yeah, are, people yeah. are buying Bitcoin and they're not doing anything with it. As as the smarts would do, yeah. I mean, why would you why would you use Bitcoin to buy groceries? That doesn't make any sense. Exactly right. But yeah, because right now we're still in that uh, speculation phase. Yeah, yeah. Even though Bitcoin was designed to be a uh, currency that's supposed to be used like you know, for small transactions, like it doesn't make sense to do that. I don't know, man. There's tons of things. It's like see. It's, what we're doing now is exactly what we did, like you said, episode one or two. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're just but, sitting here hey, speculating. But, 
our hey, asses off. But on, on so, episode one, though, uh-huh. we we predicted that it was gonna go up, and it did. That's exactly what I'm saying. So shit, dude, we might be we we, we might were, be 100 right. We might have been wrong on the rate of increase because yeah. we should have done these calculations. Like if we believe, exactly. if we believe we're gonna see a hundred thousand dollar Bitcoin by the end of 2021, exactly. Yeah. You know what is the rate it, of increase that's yeah. necessary, right? Yeah. If if things were like stable and kind of linear, what would it what would it be like? But the thing that set me the thing that reluctance to like because there's fear, right? There's fear that I could be wrong. Yeah. And I don't want to lose my money. No, I, I know. That's why I didn't. You know, it was like, oh shit. You know, who are we? Like, we could be totally wrong. Yeah. The bears win, and this shit could be sitting at like a thousand bucks right now. Yeah. But we were right. That's what sucks. But I didn't put my money where my <laughs> fucking mouth was, dude. Oh, God shit. damn it. <laughs> but I brought up a good point today, though. Like, this is not just because we've seen 14,000, you know, doesn't mean shit. If, if we're still right and our fucking 2021 yeah. prediction is, is correct, we got a long way to go. See, now, okay. So let's assume, let's assume, let's go in forward in time. And we're in 2021, let's say October, November time frame. We're looking at $110,000 Bitcoin. That would be a good time to sell, right? But uh, hold on, hold on to that thought. We, like at some point, we need to like we're not bears, but we need to like bring up some bear points about this shit too. Like so, we kind of like have like a non-biased. Well, that's where I'm going. Okay, okay, that's where I'm going. So at the end of 2021, we are looking at 110 thousand dollar Bitcoin in say no November, and it put potentially by the end of December is like 220 thousand because FOMO craze mm-hmm. hype mm-hmm. news, everyone's panicking. Yeah. So we see 220 thousand. And it would probably be a good good time to sell. So we do. Fuck yeah, well. My question is, we still have roughly a year and a half left until we get to that point, right? Yeah. So uh, we're looking at a chart here with this guy on TradingView. You know, everybody posts their predictions. Exactly. There's theories. So this guy says, all right, so this is pretty normal. We're going to see Bitcoin going all the way up to $30,000 before we see a 40% retracement. Okay. So my question is, does it make sense? Uh, when? When is that date? Oh, shit. July 19th? Yeah. He thinks it's going to be 30K in like two weeks. Or three weeks. Right? Three weeks, yeah. You could be right. Yeah. Dude, no, man. That's too much, <laughs> dude. No way. <laughs> I don't know. Well, here's the thing. It might be because, look. Okay, yeah, From yeah, yeah, between yeah. twenty and $30,000, that is not that much money. Oh, yeah, I know. Right? Yeah. So we could see like, holy shit, you know, Bitcoin's at an all-time high and at 20,000 then all of a sudden it goes to 30,000. But my question is, does it make sense to sell Bitcoin up and down until we get to the, you know, 2021 $200,000 Bitcoin? Or do we just literally hodl until then? Oh, just you mean like is it worth trying to catch these tops yeah. and these these corrections? Yeah, because <laughs> the the only risk that we're taking here is that it may it may go it'll surpass thirty thousand. It may go to forty thousand, fifty thousand. Exactly. That's that's what I've been trying to do this whole time. Like I said, I've been trading. Yeah. This whole time, and I'm like net zero because of it. So I'm trying to every time. Yeah. I try to time the top, which is impossible. Nobody yeah. knows when the top is going to come because I'm always wanting to be the guy who sells the top, gets that twenty thirty percent discount, and it increases his stack, and then yeah. just keeps writing that wave up. Yeah. But that is literally impossible to do. <laughs> So you know? I, I I think we pretty much solved it earlier. If we do the stop loss, yeah, there's, it's not going to matter that much. No, like it. So the stop loss, maybe the gap needs to be like you know fifteen percent, maybe, um, because it's at twenty thousand dollars. It's going to be so volatile. It's going to be such a new territory that people are just going to have shaky hands, and 
you know, Dude, things, if, if, things will drop so fast, like faster than we've seen like a couple hours ago. 20,000? Yeah, anything between 20 and 30,000, like this guy says, well, think, think is going to be so, you know, shaky. Yeah. Well, the volatility is going to be through the roof because the volume is going to be through yeah. the roof. Yeah, exactly. So of course, that's going to happen. Um, so the, the, I guess the, the, the challenge in this game here is to set the stop loss percentage low enough to where you're always going to reap the benefits of it going up, but high enough to where if it does drop 20%, let's say, that you're not losing that much money. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're, you're talking trading, man. Trading Bitcoin. We need to get <laughs> like an actual trader on this bitch. Yeah. Yeah. You know? But the, here's the thing. It's like we got so many goddamn accounts what? of like Coinbase, Coinbase Pro, yeah, Binance, yeah, yeah. BitMEX. We have all these accounts. There's like dust in these, in these accounts <laughs> to some extent, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. And to set stop losses on all these, like it's, it'll be a pain in the ass. So yes. I think it makes sense to consolidate, go with like one or two exchanges, maybe not using Coinbase for now, and, you know, just set the stop loss and, I don't know, I just wait it out, I guess. What, but, what would you do right now if you you bought Bitcoin right now at 13250 bucks? I pretty much did. <laughs> oh, you did? I mean, I did, but it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't my... My whole bag, right? I know. But so, what did you do? You said a stop loss. I didn't know. That's what. what that's why we're fuck? talking about it. That's why we're talking about it. <laughs> Damn it, dude. Yeah, man. If you have, if you're, yeah. See, I, I don't do that. And like I said, I just got wrecked today because well, I didn't. Here's do that. the thing. Here's the thing. So I bought Bitcoin at thirty five hundred dollars, right? And it wasn't a whole lot, but it was it was enough to like you know all the losses that I took in twenty seventeen or twenty eighteen. I've recovered all that. Nice. Okay. That's really good. And plus some, yeah. but, but the reason why I bought at 1300 is because I knew it was just going to continue up and I wanted to use that money that I put in right now at $13,000 for the altcoins. Right. Mm. So I'm not too concerned about like what price I went in. I just wanted to use that money for the altcoins. Mm-hmm. So, um, I actually forgot where I was going with this, but essentially I, I did not put any stop losses or anything. And but it makes sense to do it, yeah. Because of course, we just talk, we just had like a good discussion, you know. Yeah, and, and we don't know like what's going to happen, especially beyond fifteen thousand. Like because said, in twenty seventeen, it hit you know the ten thousand dollars, and then it skyrocketed to twenty within like a week or two. Yeah, and so we're not going to be able to catch any of these manually, especially like if you're in China and you're sleeping, and all of a sudden the Bitcoin drops like fifty percent. While you're sleeping, like, come on. I bet you though, that's why the price came up a little bit from like twelve to thirteen because China woke up like, dude, sale. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, yeah. Chinese and Koreans, dude, like they they'll pump a sale like no others. Yeah, and that's something else, dude. Like, yeah, we gotta recognize that. There's a worldwide in a, in a bull market. Yeah, the the Asians dominate. Like they control the market more than the West. I think. Oh well, yeah, East, there's the East controls there's three times as many of them. Exactly. And, and so I, that means there's three times as many traders. Yeah, and I'm and just, at least I think like just the general public, their retail FOMO is like way more intense than ours. Yeah, you know, we didn't have like I remember uh, in 2017, like you know they had like fucking I don't know if they're like vending machines or what. There's yeah. just like yeah. ATMs everywhere in Japan and Korea and shit. Like and people lining up out down the street to buy their crypto. Yeah, you know, that shit don't go down in the United States. You know? Yeah. The other thing we haven't talked about is if we do do trading, like we do the stop losses and they hit and all that, how do you manage the taxes 
Implications for all this, dude. <laughs> I don't even want to think about that. <laughs> it's like, make money now and fucking figure out that shit down the road, I guess. I mean, like, like if you're trading and making profit, then yeah, you're supposed to, like, say you make a thousand bucks profit every time you... Yeah, you, you sell. You sell. You better set aside, like, 40% of that for the government. 40%? Just well, to be safe? Just to be safe, because you never know your capital gain down the road might, you might make yeah. it go... 200 G's or something by the end of the year or something. Like, all of a sudden, the government gets 40% of that, you know? Yeah. Like, legit. <laughs> I'm, that's pretty much what's going down with me. So, ah, damn, man. That's such a pain in the ass. No shit, right? Because what you have to do is you have to calculate your capital gains, and it depends on the price that you went in on. <laughs> so, you got to have, like, this huge spreadsheet yeah, man. with, like, timelines and it's prices. Insane. and it's, it's Dude, I told you, my fucking, I had a CPA who just gave up on me. <laughs> he literally gave up on me. Like no shit. Like he's worked on it for months. It's not like I was late or anything. I didn't. I didn't wait till like the last minute. I yeah, gave like, him like ample time to figure this shit out, <laughs> and he still gave up. He's like, you know what? I just can't do it. <laughs> he's pretty much wanted me to do it. He's like t- asking for my advice. Like, dude, I'm paying you, motherfucker. What the hell are you asking me for advice? <laughs> shit, man. Oh, damn it. Yeah, the taxes is a pain in the ass. Like a massive. So I don't know. Yeah, that's the safest thing to do is just if you make profit, take out forty percent whatever profit you make, just put it in, in a, a savings bank account. account. Yeah. Not even just a stable coin, just because. Yeah, and you, you know. still have to keep track of it because that stable coin will go up and down too. I, I mean, like from the sense that you're going to be adding more stable coins yeah. as you do their sales, so oh, you got to keep track. <laughs> yeah, see, that's another problem too. God damn, dude, tax is so ass. <laughs> so ass, dude. Jesus. <sighs> I don't know if there's another a better way to do it. Like, think of we're the government, I man. How would you do this? How would you tax based on crypto? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if there's a better way to do it. I don't know. I have no idea, dude. I'm not a tax professional or nothing. I don't know. I hate taxes, man. <laughs> it's like the last thing I want to think about. Like, to yeah, me, but taxes is worse than death. For real, dude. Like I hate, I hate it. The I understand is, why we need it, but it's like the problem oh. is calculating the taxes. That's the pain in the ass. Like, it's, well, I mean, they have software programs that do it for you. You just, you just upload the API or whatever the fuck the data from the exchanges into the software. And it well, then what's you. the issue then? The issue is paying taxes, dude. Oh, okay. <laughs> it sucks ass. So you, you, you don't have to like actually log this shit by by hand. Okay, so you're saying that there's, but, there's, there's. Ways around it. There's ways out there. But, you know, it gets difficult when you have your money spread out on every shit-tier exchange <laughs> yeah. out there in the world, right? You're trying to catch moonshots. Yeah. Like, again, like this energy coin or whatever yeah, the fuck yeah, that yeah. went up like 20x in the last... Three month. days? <laughs> yeah, dude. What the fuck? Like, you would ha- you're some on Binance. You have to go find some dumpster exchange, right? And then, yeah, you, at the end of the year, you got to go find every single fucking exchange you use in order for, in order for the accountant to have a, a, a legit 100% accurate... Yeah picture of like where all your profits came from you know who the <laughs> fuck's doing that dude you know that's that's the challenge here's, here's the thing i i used TurboTax uh this last april right uh-huh. and i didn't i didn't do any trading so i didn't there, there was no no gains right <sighs> yeah because uh, all i did was just buy yeah right so um but there was the option to say did you get you know capital you know some gains from crypto and so i just did yes just to see what it looked like and the only option it gave me was Coinbase. And you would have to submit a, a, a basically an Excel sheet to this TurboTax, you know, program. And the, the it, it didn't support, like, Binance. It didn't support anything else. Nope, it doesn't. 
So that's the headache. That's what I'm trying to figure out. I was like, you know, how do we do this properly? Because if you if you do this improperly, you could go to jail. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, that's probably where, where I'll end up, dude. I don't know. <laughs> it's not like I'm intentionally like trying to defraud the government. I just literally no, don't know, I know what the fuck to do. But they'll lock you up regardless. You know, they'll they'll say, hey, you knew all along. You know, yeah. you fucking plotted to. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Tax avoid tax pain. evasion. Yeah. I was like, dude, no, nah, I swear to God, dude, just, <laughs> how the fuck am I supposed to do this? You know, even my fucking accountant can figure it out. Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a nightmare, dude, the taxes. Until, but so the way around it is stop trading on Binance and go on Coinbase and then eventually they're going to, they're going to print out these 1099s for you at the end of the year and they'll do all that shit for you. Yeah. That's, that's ultimately, I think their end game. But again, I got involved during the Wild West days and it's like fucking, ugh. Because I'm thinking, let's say you make, you know, 100 BTC on Binance and you transfer that 100 BTC, which manifested exactly. out of thin air. Well, right? but in reality, you've accumulated it through trading. Yeah, exactly. So, so what you, tr- you send that to Coinbase, right? Yeah. And let's say yes. you, you, you're you out, right? You're out of BTC. You yeah. Convert, you have $10 million, yes. basically, in yes. cash. Uh-huh. So you're going to have to pay, I, I guess Coinbase just assumes that you've been trading. I mean, what if you earned, you know, 100 BTC through work? You know, like how do they... How can they know? Good question. You have to provide them with the data. You know, they want you to go to Binance, okay, extract yeah. the APIs, put it in the software program. If it accepts it, that's that's the. Oh, no, it does. It does. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's doable. You can't report your taxes properly. It's just it's it's tough. So so and your it fucking sucks. <laughs> your difficulty with taxes is the act of paying the taxes, not necessarily calculating your taxes, because that's no, that's not that hard. Is is that what you're saying? Um, let's see, why was it so hard? Because in my opinion, like from what I saw, and I, I honestly didn't look too deep into it because it didn't really affect me, but uh, from what I saw, it's not exactly easy to simply calculate your taxes. Um, and I thought that was the issue. I mean, if 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 you only trade on Binance, like say yeah, say you bought a thousand dollars on Coinbase and then of Bitcoin, yeah, and then you send that to Binance and you convert that thousand dollars to a hundred thousand dollars. You're trading on Binance, yeah. or whatever the fuck, tons, tons of trades, and then one day you just say you tap out, you send all that to Coinbase again, you cash put out it in your bank account, yeah. So yeah, well, all Coinbase has is that one thousand dollar purchase, that hundred thousand dollar sell, uh huh. So which doesn't add up. You can't do any kind of reporting on that. Yeah, exactly. So because it's based on each trade is a taxable event, so you got to go to Binance, get all that API, put it in the software. Yeah, because think about everything. it. Think about it. While you're doing your trading in Binance, you might have gone up to a million dollars in trades. Exactly. A million dollars. But you gambled it, and then you only left with $100,000. That's exactly what happened to almost everybody from right. 2017. But, you Because know? like at the end of 2017, the market was up. Everyone was making a killing in 2017. Yeah. And then in 2018, everything got crumbled. So if you were trading anything, like in my case, I sold a lot of Bitcoin for EOS. Yeah. And at the time, it was worth like 3x what eventually it ended up being or something like that. So mm-hmm. well, here's that, a, that's a taxable a taxable event. So yeah. that means you owe taxes based on a million dollars, not a hundred thousand dollars. Exactly. And you don't I you mean you don't have the money to you pay don't, that off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's 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 the issue. That is the issue. The the law itself is is fucking stupid. Like a yeah. taxable event is that's not fair. Yeah. You know, the fair should be you know That's the thing. What is fair? Like well, what would it be? 
maybe it is fair. It's just come on, like it's a market full of fucking noobs, dude. You think everyone's gonna realize <laughs> that shit? <laughs> I know the government doesn't give a fuck about no, us but, at the but end of the day. But the still. reason why we're having this conversation is because this is exactly the conversation the government is doing. Like, how do you, yeah. how do you do this? I don't know. I don't think they know either. I don't think the, well, it's taking them a, their sweet ass time to figure that one. Oh, out. Oh yeah, it's because you know? they don't know, but but, these but are, they still these expect are, you to pay your taxes based on your gains. Course, like, yeah, well, it's 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 like essentially like buying and selling houses. You know, yeah, that's essentially the same tax structure as that. Yeah, that's right. Which you know? which is fucking dumb. It's stupid because we're not buying and selling houses. We're buying and selling currencies that fluctuate. Yeah super volatile right right on a daily basis here you know it's not like when you buy and sell a house you have time to sit there and like calculate your capital gains because your next purchase is going to take a while right yeah when you're in crypto it's like fuck you got to move at lightning speed to catch these fucking waves and shit right if you're going to trade them maybe the only way to do this properly is if the exchanges (laughs) say all right you're a u.s citizen that means we will tax you per trade yeah on like per trade like yeah like if you're moving a thousand dollars and you're going from a thousand uh, BTC to to uh, let's say you're buying Ethereum, mm-hmm. well that means you're putting in nine hundred eighty thousand. I mean nine hundred eighty dollars into Ethereum. The other twenty dollars is for taxes, and, but it's stored in your account. Like you still have the twenty bucks. Yeah. And so like it literally tracks per trade your taxes based on you know all your movements. Yeah. Yeah. And, if the exchange wanted to do all that for you, but they basically do that, and then they. Show it presented to you at the end of the year or end of the quarter on paper, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's up to you to make these extractions, right? You're supposed to keep track of it. Like, so, wait a minute. Are so, wait a minute. You. You're telling me that Binance is recording, like. Well, not, no, they're not. But I'm saying, whenever, that's like what a stock exchange does. They'll, they'll record all that and they'll tell you what yeah. your profit and loss at the end of the quarter, end of the year is. And then that's how your taxes are calculated. Mm. So, it's like the exchange is. In a regulated exchange, they keep track of all that information, right? Mm, I see. But well, right now, we're Binance still is not regulated. Yeah. Is, Coinbase is going to be. Oh, well, Coinbase and is. And Binance US, well, that's the reason why I think they got pressure to fucking oh, for sure. stop. You know, because, yeah, it's a tax nightmare for the government. They, they probably don't want to figure that shit out. Instead, they're just going to impose yeah. exchanges to, like. Well, uh, that might be the only technical way to do it, to be honest. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, and, and ultimately, it's a good thing because then, yeah, institutional money, you know. And and it should be an account that your exchange creates for you, and it grows because you're doing trades. It's You can't touch it because, you know. But then again, I mean, I don't know. I mean, there's going to be some losses to that too. So that's... <laughs> like that's, I said, dude, taxes... Ugh. It's uh, like, what I'm trying to do is trying to figure out how to avoid, like, the headache... For for taxes, like, like I what? said, just just if you're making money, you know, and like just, just if you want to be responsible, just set aside forty percent. Just so you know, you know, you're covered a hundred percent. Yeah, when it comes to taxes. Yeah, I mean, forty percent is a lot of money. <laughs> I know, and it's forty percent you could be using right to yeah, make yeah. more profit. I yeah. mean, that's what every trader wants to do. Nobody's doing that. <laughs> I'm yeah. telling you. Yeah. But then, but in nightmare scenarios like in 2017, where you get caught, you know, with yeah. You know, like you just said, you, you make a million-dollar gain <clears throat> that you owe taxes on, and then you use that million-dollar gain. And you lose it. And then, like, in six months, that million-dollar is only worth 100000 Yeah. Like, that's literally what happened to the market, 90% yeah. sell-off. Then you're fucked. You still, that 2018, you still had to report that million-dollar yeah. profit. You know, for, <laughs> you expected to pay $400,000 in taxes, and you got, like, less than hundred grand. Like, what the <laughs> fuck am I going to do? 
there's tons of horror stories about this dude so yeah it's almost like fuck i wish i didn't get involved in crypto at all dude it's been yeah. better just going to work it's a net loss yeah <laughs> god damn it's it it's a man. nightmare dude taxes is always like the big you know stick up your ass dude no matter what you're doing blows <laughs> that's why people like don't like you know universal basic income like dude fuck that i'm doing all this work and then like someone's sitting on their ass is gonna get yeah. my money yeah uh, you know no i mean that's funny. We were just talking about universal basic income a few minutes ago. Who? Uh, just uh, my family. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And, you know, there's some reservations, and I understand, but... Pretty much related. It's, it's like um, government assistance. Let's just call it that. Yeah. Welfare. Anything like that. That's the big stigma. It's just, you know, people like who are doing real shit yeah. are getting, like, you know... the the pain from the government, the tax, is like we have a gun to our head to pay up so that we can support, you know, the rest. That, yeah, but... There's certain but cases again, where I understand, like, you know, a legit disabled person who can't work and shit. Yeah, but we're talking about people who are going to get phased out of... Oh, you're talking yeah. about UBI? Yeah. I'm just talking about, like, welfare in general. Oh, yeah. Well, that's different. Government I mean, assistance. Because like, the, all these programs, they're all corrupt. That's the thing. Like, me, like yeah. I, I've seen it. Like, people take advantage of the system. Yeah. It's easy as fuck to game it. A lot of people like they will just underreport their income and like stay under that radar, right? So that they qualify for all this shit. Yeah, you know, so that that's what sucks. But I guess UBI UBI is a little different because everyone's getting the same cut. Right? Yeah, everyone's getting the same cut, and it's really it it starts with it starts with the fact that there's going to be so many jobs that are automated out. Yeah, and what do you do with all these people that that can't that can't that's work. the big question mark. Huh? Nobody knows yet, but uh, again, like uh, there's bulls and bears on this scenario too. Yeah, that the bulls think the way that I like to think about it is, well, you know, let's do an experiment. Let's see what happens when we <laughs> give everybody a thousand dollars a month. Or you could say the same thing. Let's see what happens. Like, will people adapt to this new economy? Yeah, you could do that. It's an experiment either way. Right? Here, here's the thing. We kind of know in, in one experiment, we can kind of project as to what's going to happen with people getting, um, you know, getting laid off because of robots. It's going to be uh, civil unrest. People need a job to pay for their, you know, sustenance. And if they don't have any money, then they're just going to riot. We've seen it before. Argentina, Venezuela, Greece. Well, but they're rioting because. Yeah, because their economy is just shit. Yeah, but there's no opportunity there, no chance to make money. Well, that's that's what we're looking at here. Possibly, yeah. I mean, we're gonna have plenty of cars, right? They're gonna uh -huh. be built via automation. There's gonna be a lot of cars driving people via automation. Yeah, I don't, I don't see like the yeah, you know, like the wealth gap is just too crazy. And the wealth gap just gets bigger. Yeah, it's like I said, if you're wealthy today, you're in good position for the future for sure. Yeah. And it's always been that way from yeah, since thousands of years ago. Dawn of time, yeah. if you're in a wealthy position like dude, there's so much opportunity for you. Yeah, but this time it's it's sort of like a parabola. Like if you're wealthy oh, yeah. now, I mean, you're you're super wealthy. Yeah. You're like way yeah, But if you're not wealthy now, dude, it's like you're fucked. Yeah, it's like especially if your jobs are getting fucked. Yeah, you know? I mean, even Elon says it's like starting life in nightmare mode. Nightmare? Is that what he said? Yeah. What? Without UBI? With basically, if you're um, if if you're not like in the middle class, yeah, you're basically starting life in in nightmare mode. Just because see, yeah. things things are so difficult. 
Like, look but at it's us. doable, man. Like my, like my parents have done it. You know, they started their immigrant families and stuff, raised on a farm, raised on ranches and stuff. Yeah. With tons of siblings, like parents could barely feed them and shit. Yeah. And 40 years later, you know, yeah, they're, but they're in the middle class, like thriving in the middle class. But yeah, I mean, so you can make that argument, you know, not everybody who starts out poor, like is doomed to stay there. No, absolutely not. Um, but the difficulty to get out from the, the lower yeah. class to middle class, I think increases. What, over time? Yeah, over time. Yeah. Uh, but I mean that that's what I'm saying. Like we gotta experiment. Let's see what happens when we give everybody a thousand dollars. But you can't experiment with the fucking economy like that, dude. Yeah, why not? Because that it's, could just fuck everything. <laughs> but when the economy every everything's gonna get fucked anyways. Well we don't know. Like I said, there's like it, uh, the argument is all throughout time, any any technological advancement it's yep. kind of like an automation event. Like people's jobs get wiped. Yeah, but you can't keep doing that f- until forever. <laughs> right? There there's gonna be a tipping point where there are not enough jobs for 10 billion people, mm. right? There's why, simply not. population is decreasing. That's what I heard. Well, that's because people are getting smarter. That's why. <laughs> yeah, people are <laughs> not having as much sex, I think. Yeah, no, it's not. They're not. <laughs> no, it's true. They're, they're not, not having as much, as many kids. Well, that's true. They probably are having more sex. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. But I think, uh, well, like in Japan, they're not having oh, as yeah. much sex. But I don't know about American culture. But I heard like our population, like, I mean, Soon dude, it's gonna go down. Dude. If we were in the previous generation at our age, we would have like three kids by now. Yeah, I think it's not that we're not having as much sex. As much, I think it's we're getting married less. So we're getting married like less. Like the family, the concept of the family is like less important yeah, to our generation. It's blurry. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck we believe in nowadays. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's just, it's sort of survival. I mean, we're doing we're just surviving essentially. Like, does it make sense to get married? In some cases, it does. Yeah. But is it the most important thing in life? No, it is not. Well, it's it's best for the kids. Like I said, if you're gonna have kids, that's the best way to do it. I think. Yeah, but just just because if if you don't get married, then you're like more more than likely you got kids. You're not married. Like you're gonna split up, and the kids are gonna be. That's fucked. not true. That's not true. I think so. I, I don't think I wouldn't say it's well, more no. more than likely. Yeah, that's because marriages think, crumble all the time. Yeah, so, man. Um. It's you don't need yeah marriage the whole concept of marriage. It, it's is not a concept. It's an old, outdated concept. Yeah, I mean, it's good. I mean, it, it it is good. It's just is it like paramount these days? No, I I don't think so. Paramount in what way? Like in the sense of culture. Like it's not. It's no longer necessary. If two people are going to stay together, they're going to stay together, whether they're married or not. Mm. And 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 yeah. a marriage certificate is not going to solidify that any harder than. Two people deciding to stay together. <laughs> I think the thing about marriage is because it's punishing if you don't fucking abide by the contract. You know, so it kind of like makes it, it incentivizes you to be like, no, oh, that's ridiculous. No, it's not, dude. What do you mean? Do you the know only, what it's like to the, get divorced? The only benefits of marriage is the tax incentives. That's it. No, but I'm saying like, <clears throat> if you take a married couple and an unmarried couple, they both have a child. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. The married couple is more likely to stay in line. You know what I mean? Like not deviate from what? What's the word I'm looking for? Well, like from being scandalous to each other and shit. So that because there's a contract in place, if you do that and you get divorced, like it's a fucking shitstorm. Like legally. Well, yeah, that's 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 uh, more reason not to get married, right? But that's what I'm saying. So it's I mean, yeah, this I don't know. It's unhealthy, right? Yeah. I mean, look, a child 
needs a a, ma- a father figure and a mother figure. Yeah. Whether they're married or not has no impact on the development of the child. No, I agree. 100%. But, right. So, but does it have an impact on the parents, though? Like uh, their relationship? I, 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 just, I don't think that because two people are together and they're not married doesn't mean that they're being, you know, unfaithful to each other. But I don't think that at all. Like that's, those are two separate things in my because mind. Because if you're unmarried, there's literally no punishment. Like if you cheat on, you just break up and that's it. If a marriage breaks, like it's it's a whole thing. It's a legal yeah, thing. Yeah. If if you are not if you are if you're being faithful because of the punishment, I know. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> then what's the point of being married? But I think that's that's like most marriages. Dude, that's why it, it's got to be living hell if you're in no, a marriage that you can't escape from. Because what we've seen is our the previous generations who have stayed married. Because there's some generations in the in, there's some people there's there's families in our previous generation who have been divorced. But if you look at those who have stayed together, they've stayed together because of culture. The the culture is when you get married, you stay married. Yeah. And that's it. And then if you go another generation before that, those who did get married stayed married. Uh-huh. Uh, but now it's just not like that. I, if you get married these days, it's 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 equally as common to get a divorce when you get married. It's a coin flip. It's, it's 50/50 a, it literally 50-50. So, so what do you think brought that up? Thought that you know shit. I don't even know. Shit to that. I don't know. I think it's just culture, and like you said, it's culture. Yeah. Back then, marriage was more valued and stuff, and I think people literally. Yeah, they when they when they got married, it was like, oh shit, I'm married. I better you know do my part and yeah. you know stick together. This is a team, and yeah. But I don't know if the current situation, the environment in 2019, it, 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 supports that idea. It probably had a lot to do with like women's rights. I think well, not not like previous generations. They no, were, that's, that's why they the family was more likely to stick together because women had less opportunity, right? Oh, I, so I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. I'm speculating here. You know, I wasn't alive, but I'm assuming like in the 1950s, there's probably like less women in the workforce, way less. There's a lot yeah. of them less being educated, right? Nowadays, it's like sure. it's equal equal. I think women are more educated than men from what I the statistic wise. They're like thriving in college. I don't know if that's like a false statistic or not, but well, I think there are more women that are being educated. I yeah. don't know if they're more educated than, than well, men. Well, it's, it's again, it's 50-50. Yeah. But, but back in the day, it wasn't like that. So, again, a marriage is more like the dude goes out, makes the money, the woman is the, yeah. is the, is the home. Well, that's the keeper. thing. It's, the reason, in my opinion, I think in, in that scenario where the man goes to work and the woman's at home, mm-hmm. the woman has no leverage. The man can do whatever he wants. Exactly, yeah. She do whatever he wants. Yeah. And the woman is going to put up like with trapped. it. She has no other option. It's true. Yeah. And I mean, I've seen so many families in that situation. Yeah. Like that's a terrible existence. Exactly. Yeah. And it is far better to have two people who decide to stay together, who are independently financially supported. Mm-hmm. And, and if they decide to stay together, that's far more powerful than a marriage, a contract, mm-hmm. a culture. Mm-hmm. Like you're talking about two people who who will grow up and die together because because they're they're independently together for just because they want to be they can they can separate and they both will be fine mm-hmm. but when those people yeah. who could separate and both be fine decide to stay together that's far more powerful than anything yeah for sure and so yeah like you said like leverage is equal yeah it's that's, equal. that's what I'm saying so like if that's if, why I think marriage is getting like yeah, wrecked. it's outdated. Yeah, <laughs> it's getting wrecked nowadays because of 
now it's an even playing field, right? That's the yeah. whole women's moving about, you know, social justice and whatnot. Yeah. I mean, it's it's gotten to a point where it's kind of toxic and stuff. Yeah. Like, it's, I think they're overdoing it a bit. For sure. <laughs> For sure. But the the concept is sound. You know, like we yeah. said, it's 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 kind of it's bullshit. Yeah. You know, that, yeah. That, that, yeah. And you know, that's I don't I don't even know what brought this up. If you like do like the stats, like any relationship that's gone that long, it's probably like ninety five percent are like married by now. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> so that's you gotta face that like cultural stigma. Yeah. Yeah. Which is it's not that bad. Right. <laughs> you can deal with it. Fuck it. But I wonder I, I wish I could remember what brought this up. Because it, it had some relevance to like oh, we were talking uh, about taxes and then Yeah. And then marriage and then I mean, tax implications, I guess. Yeah, there you go. Fucking taxes. Oh, I don't know. That's what it was. And like UBI and there, UBI. There you and go. Stuff. And then we talked about like, man, what the fuck is this? Yeah. <laughs> I don't so, know, man. Like to sum everything up, obviously trading crypto is such a pain in the ass from a, t- a tax standpoint. I wonder. I- I'd like to know what what the implications are for other countries. Like, I- how do they do it? Like, how? What's? Is it a big deal for them? Like it is for U.S. citizens? I mean. I'm just curious. Every, I mean, yeah, every country, some country, like if you live in like Puerto Rico, I think you're tax free or something. <laughs> Romania, same shit. I think. How do they do that, man? I don't know. Every every country has their own you know, rules when it comes to this type of shit. Capital, capital gains. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever the United States is doing, though, it's fucking working because like, dude, we fucking own. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the country does. Like so much money. Obviously, they got us working like fucking hamsters over here, yeah. like, churning yeah. out the butter. Not only that, they've convinced us that it's right. It feels good to work. Like it's it's a common yeah. thing to to work until we're like eighty years old. It's true. And like the whole retirement scam yeah. and shit. It's like yeah. our whole life is like the golden years. Like we're working towards yeah, where you're so almost can, dead. Yeah, <laughs> you're almost dead. Now you can finally enjoy your life. Right. That's and then, fucking so trash. Yeah. And then what what are you supposed to do? Like I know you can barely walk yeah. and wipe your ass and shit. And like all of a sudden you're just like, oh, I got my nice pension check coming in every month. But I'm a millionaire. But yeah, know? but I've I'm too old to really enjoy it. Exactly. All you do is like sit at a beach and like just rot away. Yeah. It's fucking Yeah, and then you die faster when you're not like active. Yeah, that's what I heard. Most most cases, like once you lose your you know, like your whole life you you're motivated by the grind, right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden it gets taken out from under you. Yeah, that's right. It's like all of a sudden you're just like, shit, what's the fuck now what do I live for? It's yeah. Like, grandkids? I don't, yeah. I, mean, I don't know. Maybe your grandkids suck ass or something or you don't have any. I don't know. Yeah. Then life is just really depressing at that point. Yeah. And the, I was watching a YouTube video where this guy, he walked into Costco and he saw like a 90-year-old man like greeting people inside. I mean, you know, that's the, the alternative if you're not preparing for the end, I guess. Oh. Yeah. The, you have to still work. Yeah, yeah, of course. Which is like, you don't have retirement planned out. Yeah, it's fucking impossible though. Yeah, to survive in our economy, dude. Like, and that's everything's what, so expensive. You're not working, dude. Shit. And that's Stop. why crypto is our hail mary for retirement. <laughs> <laughs> not to, no, not for retirement. For this is my like, this is like retire by thirty five strategy yeah, type shit. That's what I'm saying. This yeah. is like, I want to get to the point where I'm like, uh, I'm able to participate, like. Uh, and like investments, yeah, and like, not just crypto. Yeah, like I, I want to have like buy, uh, townhomes, rent them out, stuff like that, like just that. to keep growing my net worth. And then eventually, at some point, I would like to like somebody comes to me with like a project. Hey, we yeah. need two hundred thousand dollar investment so we can get the shit off the ground. Like shit, I'll do it. Yeah, I got the money to do it. So that's you know some kind of like early Facebook type investment yeah. type shit. Yeah, that would be awesome. That's my dream. But to get there is a fucker. 
Yeah. But if this turns out to be true, a million dollar Bitcoin within like a decade, I mean, that's that's a reasonable like yeah. outcome. Yeah, and I, I learned my mistake the first go around, dude. I, I blew most of my money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I won't do that next time for sure. Yeah. Uh, it was like, it was over exuberance. Like, again, that was the whole euphoria thing. Like, I made a shit ton of money and I thought I was just going to keep going forever. Yeah, yeah. Which, in the long term, it might, but yeah. I, in the short term, I was like, dude, I don't have to worry about money anymore. And it's like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> all of a sudden, like, taxes and then, like, market crashes. And, like, yeah, all of a sudden, money's, like, the biggest issue. Like, yeah. Worse than it was before. <laughs> God damn. Uh, well, we got, we talked about some strategies, so we kind of... Prepare yeah, know, ourselves for this this situation. We can, yeah. we can't make you know these mistakes, and we don't want you guys making the same mistakes. That's why we're you know doing yeah. this this podcast. We're doing blogs, yeah, and because we're all going through this together. Yeah, <laughs> the, the next time we see a twenty thousand or fifty thousand, and eventually a two hundred thousand dollar Bitcoin, there's going to be a FOMO like we've never seen before. What should we do? Like when there's like two hundred thousand around the pot, should we like? Sound the alarm bells. I'm gonna have like an actual fucking bell in here. It's like, ding, ding, yeah. ding, 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 ding. like fucking sell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hell yeah, dude. That's hell gonna yeah. Be it. It's gonna be a live podcast too. Yeah, something. Yeah, we're gonna stream live. We're gonna watch Bitcoin go from like 180 to 200 in the same podcast. Yeah, dude. Oh, yeah, we definitely need to be live and shit at some point. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Because uh, we need more like listeners, I guess, to like make it yeah. justify it. So yeah. It's, <laughs> actually, By that time, I mean, you know, we're gonna have a decent, decent do, audience. Do we do we have to like? Can we stream this like on Twitch or something? Or like? Yeah, we could. Yeah, we should look into this. Yeah, why not? And then once it's streamed, then you have like a VOD, right? And then you just upload that to yeah. Stitcher and all that stuff. Yeah, YouTube, like iTunes. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right, guys. <sighs> um, I'm out of breath. Yeah, that's our. <laughs> that's our. I guess our daily run-up. I mean, we've been meeting uh, more frequently these days just because yeah. price is getting crazy. It's just, just getting interesting. There's lots to talk. Like I said, I literally just ran over because the price. I, I yeah. don't have any news. <laughs> yeah, no. I don't think we fucking mentioned anything except for VeChain partnership with Walmart and yeah, Chainlink with Google and Facebook struggling with Facebook. They're, yeah, they're getting all kinds of cuckery from the government, which is expected. Yeah, yeah. which. That's that's how powerful Bitcoin is because you can't do that with Bitcoin. Exactly. Yep. There's nobody. The government can't summon some Satoshi <laughs> or anybody like that. Like, and even if they did, it's like it's out of my hands. Yeah. That's what's so awesome. That's the whole idea, right? Yeah. And uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter at the Block Runner and visit our website as well to look at you know all our blog posts and we're gonna be doing uh, more frequent posts as well. So, hey, did you, what about Decentraland? Did you say something um, on on the chat that? Yeah, we could start building on it or something. Yeah, you can deploy land um, already. So before the beta, you can deploy land. Like what Oscar's been working on the SDK stuff. Yep, yep. you can. So you can use the SDK to deploy your actual like custom land onto the real the central land. So you won't be able to see it until you get into the beta, though. Okay. So what's the point of doing that now? Uh, Well, there's no point unless you're going to be in the beta. Like since Uh hopefully we get in the beta. But if we're in there, we'll at least be able to see our, our land and be able to compare it to, you know, what everyone else is doing. Yeah. For those who have deployed, and I imagine in the beta, there's not going to be that much deployment. Okay, cool. So, yeah, stay tuned for that, too. I mean, we we got a lot of Decentraland updates yeah, you know, I haven't coming even, up. Yeah, I haven't, haven't even talked about that. Yeah, we'll talk about that off the podcast and see where we're headed. Yeah. Yeah, eventually, that'll be part of our website, too. Yeah, for sure. Our, that'll be a big portion of the website. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we're actually very, you know, yeah, we're, I actually have a lot of money staking the, the fucking 
success of this project too. Yeah. You know? And you know, mana being at five cents, I mean that's not a that's a good price to be like grabbing up all the land. Exactly. That's what that's what, that's what I want to talk about. I'm gonna make a purchase today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta find the plot and uh, Yeah. Alright guys, uh, thank you for listening and we'll be back uh, pretty soon. <laughs> yep, later. Thank you for listening to the Blockrunner podcast. Make sure you visit our website, theblockrunner.com, and sign up to stay up to date on the latest in crypto. Also, reach out to us on Twitter at TheBlockRunner. Yeah.